so welcome, Ed. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Hello. I'm, I'm very well. I'm very well. Um, we have, uh, I'll be honest, we, we've, we've sat and chatted for a good sort of half an hour about various bits and pieces, haven't we? So, um, yes, uh, hopefully we've got, we've, we've like, there's a, a couple of tangents have been sort of bricked up already. You know, yeah. we, we, we can't, we can't <laughs> head, we can't head down that particular yeah. aisle. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've, we've, alert, we've divert, diverted that danger. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Here's hoping. Um, so the plan is right. Um, I've got, I've basically been, um, uh, confined to barracks. I had to self-isolate prior to operation and I had an operation and, and some other bits and pieces. So I've been in a lot, um, watching a lot of movies and a lot, yeah. of, TV, and a lot of TV series. So I'm going to go through them now. Um, Ed's going to, uh, chip in where he can as to what he's seen, and um and we'll you know we'll have a we'll have a general chit chat about uh, about movies etc. So um, yes, yeah. right. So here we go. Ed has got no idea what's coming up. So um, hey. <laughs> here, here we go. Here we go. Strap yourself in. First up, first up, there's a movie. Um, I think it's actually on Netflix or Amazon at the moment. It's called The Courier. Um, with uh, Ed, um, come um, Thingy Bob Cumberbatches in it. Right, this I haven't seen this, but it's like a spy right. sixty spy thing, isn't it? It's it, well, well, that's a really good that's a really good way to start off because that's what you think. You think, oh, you know, it's sort of fifty sixty spy thing. Well, it's actually a true story, and uh, and when you when you watch it, it gets to the end, you just think, how the hell has it taken people so long? to make the film of this guy's story. Because the thing is, it's, it's, it's set in inverted commas peacetime. You know, it's, it's set in the cold war and the courier, um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is basically, he's just a salesman. He's just a bloke. That's it. Right. And it's about what happens to him and how he gets caught up. Um, and it's a true story. Absolutely amazing. Really enjoyed it. It's one of those, it's one of those, it's, you know, it's got a, it, it's got a wartime feel to it because yeah. it's kind of a spy movie. It's got all of the hallmarks of those kind of films. You know what I mean? Where it just draws yes, yeah. in. It's a period piece. It's beautifully done. The acting in it is absolutely top notch. It's, it's a great actor, Cumberbatch. Um yeah, yeah, and he's and it's he's really good. It's 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 a role that's made for him, you know. He's, yeah. a, he's an everyman character. He's just this. He's just this bloke, and about how he gets drawn into it. So, um, so yeah, I um, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Ne- next up, the protege. Now, apparently, this also this came out sort of end of twenty twenty, early twenty one. Um, now it's there's Samuel L. Jackson in it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've got that look on your face, like. Yeah, I know. I've read about this. Yeah, I haven't seen it because I haven't. I haven't got access. This might be on Amazon or something. But it's ah, thingy. Right. Um, ah, what's the name? Uh, um, the, the, this is this is the bit of the podcast where everyone goes. Yeah, this is it's just two old blokes trying to remember what. Film <laughs> <it's called. laughs> Ma- Maggie Q. Maggie Q. That's it. Yeah, Mag- Maggie Q, Desi- right? designated survivor. Yeah, yes, uh, yeah. yeah. So you've so you've got Maggie Q, Samuel Jackson, or and Samuel L. Jackson, um, and Michael Keaton. 
And you just think, right, OK. And it's it's an hour and 50 minutes. Now, it's called The Protégé and the poster is The Protégé, but it's listed as a film called The Asset. So either way, yeah, uh, whatever. This, this is directed by Martin Campbell, who did Casino Royale and Goldeneye, I think. Oh, well, you're yeah. correct. Well done. Yes. That he he does a Jackie Chan film called The Foreigner. It's pretty good. I think it's ah, The Foreigner. I enjoyed, I enjoyed like that. Jackie Chan on Serious Moon. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that. Um, the Protégé, I mean, I, I was like, uh, it's a bit chewing gummy. Let's give it a whirl. Do you know what? It rocks along at a fair old pace. Um, there's some good snappy dialogue, which goes a long way yeah. with me. Um, and uh, tons of action. The action that's yeah. done is done really well. Um, yeah, very good action director. I mean, sort of keeps it simple, but tends yeah. to be very good. Well, anybody, you know? anybody who can get multiple fight scenes out of Michael Keaton and it not yeah. being, <laughs> and it not being blaringly obvious that it's Michael yeah. Keaton's stunt double. Yeah. Right? My, Brilliant. Michael Keaton's in that American assassin and I've seen that and he plays the guy who trains. It, it, they all oh. merge in one of these things, don't oh, they? Oh, American know? assassin. What a big fucking cheese wedge of a movie that is. <laughs> isn't yeah. it? It gets a bit. It gets a bit mature towards the end. It really does. Yeah, yeah. But um, but the thing is, though, it's it's you know, I I could watch him read the phone book. Yeah, it's Michael. It's Michael Keaton. Have you seen the Have you seen the founder? All of that. Really yeah. good. Michael Keaton's doing some great work. Apparently, Dope Six excellent. It that. is. That's that's come. That's on the list. That's all right. Sorry. Yeah, um, Michael Keaton. Yeah, well, I've seen him in quite a few things recently, and he's. Uh, I watched him in uh, something on Netflix as well. Yeah, is so, a, and um, also what I like about him is that no one's got a bad word for him. He's he's clearly no. clearly a really nice guy, and I've even I've, yeah. I, I saw a documentary on cryptocurrency, right? And it's the documentary is made by a guy who is a little bit, you know here and there you're not quite sure who he is and um he knows a few paparazzi and he said he said even some of the stars are investing in crypto and stuff like that and it shows some footage of um of keaton coming out of a restaurant late at night the paparazzi are there and it's michael keaton and he's just like good night guys yeah. and they're like and they're like oh good night and one of them goes what do you think's crypto michael and he goes ah it's funny you should say that. And he walks over and he ends up having like this five minute chat with supposed, you know, with his supposed enemies, the uh yeah, yeah. And he gets up coming over and having like a little chat with him about, oh yeah, I've been t- I've been thinking about that. And so and so said something, and you know, what do you know? Are you into it? And have you got any and he has this chat about crypto cryptocurrency with the paparazzi, which I just absolutely love. Yeah, that's um, great. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, that's uh that, that's our first tangent. Um, yes. Right. Next up, um, uh, Venom. Let there be carnage. We were we were going to go and see the pictures, but then it was like because the trailer's funny. I like the Venom. Uh, you know when Venom kind of talks and having this dialogue in between themselves inside Tom Hardy. I think yeah. that's really funny, but I haven't oh. seen it. It, it. it is without doubt. Yeah. And and. This is it. Like part of me feels dirty saying this, and part of me is like, no, no, no. This is this is this needs to be said. It's the funniest film I've seen in 2020. It's a comedy. Yeah, 
as long yeah, as the first one was the first one was a bit crap, but it was funny, so I quite enjoyed it. And it's short and, as well. They're short. They're not like yeah, you know, going on for three hours and. You know. It it it's 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 bizarre as well because um, um, it's directed by ah oh, Andy God, Circus. Andy Circus, yeah. thank you. And and it yeah. just cracks on, cracks on, and it's yeah. and it and literally ninety minutes, neither here nor there. Um, it, it's. It's brilliant. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'll definitely brilliant. check. It's, it's on, it, we'll check out when it becomes on Sky Movies or something. You know, we've got the Now TV. We'll we'll watch that for sure. I will. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the sort of film. It's probably entertaining six out of ten, and that it doesn't need to be more to imagine, you know, as long as it's, you know, if it's not outstanding, it's welcome. It's enjoyable, isn't it? You know, yeah. everything's too long now. Yeah. Yeah. Know? No, I, I, well, funnily enough, that's like you created a segue. Because because oh. ne- next up is Doctor Sleep, the director's cut. Oh, <laughs> I like Doctor Sleep, but it was long enough and it was too long. The director's cut, fucking hell. Well, right. right, okay. So the director's cut. To be fair, it's only got a little bit of extra footage. It's only got an extra half an hour. So that means it's like two hours and fifty-five. No, minutes. no, it's no, no, no. It's full on a, a big old three hours. Right, he's done it. Right, it's longer than Lawrence of Arabia or something, right? I la- I lasted fifty minutes. I lasted fifty minutes, and by that point, I was like, "Right, you have already put back too much. I am I'm gonna have to leave it." Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And um, uh, so, yes, this is this this is me reviewing a movie I've only watched fifty minutes of. Um, but to be fair, I have actually watched the movie. Uh, and I enjoyed it, and I thought yeah. I, was, I wanted something that I could really just just get you know absorbed in. And I thought, right, I am gonna watch like Dot Sleep director's cut. And like I said, I made fifty minutes in. I was just like, yeah, dude, when, dude. When, when, no. when it gets into that, there's an argument. Well, why maybe they should have made it as a Netflix limited series? Because that guy who makes that does Mike Flanagan. He does limited series on Netflix, but. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed, you know, I did enjoy Doctor Sleep because I did. That's yeah, a difficult. It's a difficult thing to do, and it, you know, it, it's kind of reminding me. I remember it's a bit like Psycho Two. If you watch Psycho Two on its own merits, it's perfectly entertaining uh, and it's pretty good. It's not, you know, a horror masterpiece, but it's perfectly decent. And I thought like Doctor Sleep was the same. Really, there's no point in comparing it. Yeah, you know, yeah, to the to the original. Well, um, well, speaking of horror, um, a, a straight up, well, maybe three horror films. First up is uh, Satanic Panic, um, which, right. which again, that's, that's, like a, that's like an album title, isn't it? Oh, dude, it's, it's, it sounds like a band, doesn't it? You know, yeah. all, <laughs> all the way from Wisconsin, it's Satanic <laughs> Panic. So, what's this is on Netflix, Amazon? Um, I think I, I'm pretty sure it's um, I'm pretty sure it's Netflix or Amazon, mm. but I'm pretty sure it's Netflix. And right. um, and and so anyone who's got Netflix, Satanic Panic, um, yeah, it, it's 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 kind of a horror kind of comedy, but kind of not. Um, normally, this kind of thing I would I would watch. I give it half an hour, and at, at that point, sometimes even less, depending on if like the production values are clearly like lacking then i'll be out of there but um up to the first half an hour i was like do you know what i'm 
I'm, I'm in. I'm going to watch this. And perfectly, perfectly entertaining, enjoyable film. Would I go out of my way to recommend it? No. Would I go out of my I... way to watch it again? No. Have I got anything bad to say about it? Not really. You no, know. just, yeah. I've never heard of it. I've never stumbled across it. <laughs> my searching on netflix but i will right. I'll, I'll put it i'll, I'll do it well yeah i mean you know it's up to you it's up to you mate it's yeah you know, <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't you know break your neck um yeah but um something that was on netflix now this annoys me right when you get a film that's on netflix and you go oh, that's really cool and the movie is um don't breathe and so yes. you, and so you establish net don't breathe with netflix and then all of a sudden, in my Sky movies, Don't Breathe 2 appears. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, right, OK, so it wasn't a Netflix film. It was a film that was already made that, ne- that ended up on Netflix. Mm, yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I didn't watch it because I don't have Sky movies. Um, I watched it on another platform. And, right. Um, don't Breathe 2. Well, it gets some... There's some pretty harsh criticisms of this movie online. Yeah. Um, and all and, and all I can say is I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. The... Like, I, don't, don't Breathe was a cut above for me. I thought that was really good, really well directed. Well, I, again, yeah. I, I think Don't Breathe 2 is a cut above. But, yeah. it's, but it's a different movie. And I think there is a certain amount of... Uh, trouble online with the fact that the the evil protagonist from the first film isn't necessarily evil in the second film right so so you know it, it, I, I think that's you know some people have got a moral issue with that um, right. uh, which given what he was doing when he was you know in the first film is yes is, yeah it's totally yeah, understandable yeah but yeah. but all of that is covered. All of that is covered in the movie. So right. um, and I I enjoyed it. I mean, and it is as gruesome and brutal in places as as the first one. It right. certainly it certainly doesn't disappoint from that point of view. Right. I'll have a I'll have a look out for that. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Let's crack on through these because I'm aware that so far you haven't seen most of these. That's um, fine, mate. No, it's uh, fine. Honestly, uh, yeah, so, you you get you're getting the podcast before everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, a good woman is hard to find. Now, that's that's a movie. That's not just me coming out and saying that. Uh, <laughs> is this Fergal Sharky? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And have you heard of this? A good woman I, is hard to find. I have not heard of it. Netflix, is it or? Um, do you know what? Let's find out, shall we? Because um, I just want to say that I did preface, like when we were saying, we were talking about horror, and I said there's three horror movies, Satanic Panic, Don't Breathe 2. Now, I am going to include A Good Woman is Hard to Find in a sort of Paul Waller style, including a film in horror that's not a horror film, um, because it's horrific. It's not necessarily right. a horror film, but it is horrific. Right, I can see this here. So it's um, yeah, it's like uh, it's set in right, right, yeah, which straight away gives you a um, well, this kind of this kind of this kind of movie is, you know, when you're watching film and it feels oppressive. Yes, 
it's got that kind of vibe about it. It's got it's got a good rating here. It says ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. There you go. Seven point three on Metacritic, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would put that on anyone's list, but I would right. also issue a word of caution. So a ain't no fucking Christmas film. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, and B, it is not the kind of film that you're going to turn to anyone afterwards and go, Do you enjoy that? Yeah. Because it's, it's the not, kind of film it's that. Not, it's not just... a first date film. No. Come on, no. mind. We'll watch this. Oh, mate, mate. I, 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 in case I, I'm sure I've said this before, but I think I pretty much hold the record for. Um, worst date movie. And when I say date movie, I mean first date. We went to a tiny 50-seat showing of The Boy in the Striped Pyjamas. <laughs> what, what was I thinking? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Came, came out, came out, um, and we both just sort of went, Right. Wow. That was, uh, that was a bit heavy. So do you fancy, do you fancy getting a drink? Yeah. And I was like, uh, nah. I was like, yeah, nah, nah, neither do I. Yeah, let's do it. We just both went our separate ways and never spoke of it again. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, it's, but uh, it, 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 it's, not, it's not up there, but it is one of those movies where at the end you're going to go, right, okay, yeah, that was, um, that was, yeah. I'm excited, actually. This sounds really interesting. Like, yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah. It is. So, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely give it a whirl, but, yeah. Right. So, next up, couldn't be more opposite, on Netflix, Red Notice. Yes, yeah, I've seen it, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, what, well, let's, well what, what do you think, mate? Um, I, I just thought, like, yeah, perfectly, perfectly good fun, uh, big star power. I think Netflix and they spent 200 million on it. And it's like, yeah. you know, it's a lot of money to pay for something that's kind of, uh, you know, you know, just frivolous. And there wasn't even technically, I mean, there was some bad sort of kind of, you know, CGI, like, oh, we're in some foreign country, but there weren't. So they obviously paid a lot of money to the stars. Interestingly, that's the most, has the most minutes streamed on Netflix in Netflix history, I think. And it's been streamed for about 380 million minutes. Well, and this is it, because it is all about the three main Leech, stars, yeah. you know. Um, and I really like uh, Ryan Reynolds. I really yes, like I, um, I really like The Rock. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just struggle to call him Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. And, and I really like Gal Gadot. Um, she was good in this, actually. I thought she, she was good. Yeah, but, but she's getting better. But I genuinely think that they could have made that film with just one of those fucking stars in it. Yeah, carrying it, and and it would have made and 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 would have made it better because yeah, I just by the end I just kind of felt like, do you know what? I couldn't fucking give a shit if you all live forever or die in yeah. the next scene. I was like, it was a five out of ten. I wouldn't want to, if I paid yeah. for it, the pitch would be like, oh, but because it's Netflix. But, you know, I worked out. Because <laughs> it's, it's Netflix, you've walked out of your front room. 
<laughs> I worked out because everything's numbers now, isn't it? Netflix, like, oh, it's been streamed 380 million minutes. And I thought, I worked out, that means it's been watched all the way through 3 million times. So if 3 million people went to the pictures to pay it to see it, and the average ticket price in America is $10, it would gross $300 million, which is all right. That wouldn't make its money back if it's cost $200 million. But yeah. the, the strange Netflix, the, the you know, there's that dreadful Ryan Reynolds film, Six Underground, and I watched about half an hour, 40 minutes of that. I'm like, nah. Yeah, same here. You know? And they're, they're putting, you know, you know, you, you, you plus a lot of money to put into something. That, well, know. the thing is, the thing is with, with Netflix and, um, and Amazon, yeah. um, what they seem to be, what they seem to be into mm. is, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to give uh, a, some stars, a director, whatever, a big chunk of money. And what we're going to do is we're going to fly in the opposite direction of um, the, you know, the big studios. We're going to yeah. give them the money and we're going to go, just go make whatever you want to make. And there's, and it, sometimes you watch the film and you just go, there has been no oversight here at all. No, no. They've literally... There's the 200 million. Didn't see him for a year. He came back and went, there's your finished movie. Great. We'll, yeah. stick, it we'll stick it on Netflix tonight. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it, I, I, it, it I, is mad. It's a mad model. Like, yeah. Because you look at it. It's all about. Sometimes you look at it and you just think, fuck me. You've put everything on screen. I mean, is there even any crew behind the camera? Everything is on screen fighting, yeah. Yeah. fighting for your attention. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it is it is strange, but there's obviously yeah, whether Netflix execs kind of go down because you know in Hollywood there would be a oh. board meeting and but know. but but it seems that like you've got the studio model, which is where you can have some representatives from the studio saying, hey, maybe he could hold this toy up in this in this yeah. scene or you know, yeah. and you've got that level of interference and, and, it's, and it, reading, but it, but it, but it's like Netflix and Amazon have gone, hey, the way to attract attract people away from the studios those key filmmakers that we want to get into into our world to mm. you know to, to to continue to give it credibility so they just give shit loads of money to people and go i tell you what this isn't like working for a studio you can just go and do whatever you yeah. like we'll that, come down yeah they're gonna get more of that i mean there's there's a lot of films recently by big directors that haven't done well that have cost a lot and yeah you know, the Marvel, Marvel's reigning supreme again, and they're just getting in directors who are happy to be controlled, you know, uh, sort of quite indie, sort of, you know, smaller filmmakers. Uh, the big filmmakers, are they going to be backed with these kind of budgets by studios? Probably not. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, so thing- more, and more, more and more of them will be heading to streaming, I think. Well, also, I think it, with with the um, with the studio model, which I which I think is ultimately, um, it, it's time is coming, and they they are going to have to they are going to have to look at how they operate, what they do, because yeah. basically, it, all the major studios. If you're a major studio right now, you have absolutely no excuse for not having your very own curated online streaming service. Yeah. And, if, and if you don't, you may well not be around in another 10 to 20 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, is, there is a problem that um, the studios, what they should do really is all get together and then curate 
like a streaming thing that has every freaking film on or something, you know, which yeah. the record companies are sort of doing with Spotify, haven't they? Because it's like we can't afford to go, oh, well, I'm going to pay for Disney. Oh, now I've got to pay for HBO Max. I've got to pay for this and that. All everything, all these films need to be in one place. And every studio that makes films could do that together somehow. But, but the thing is, it's not with TV and everything. Well, the trouble is, as well, is that you've you've got it's almost like we're going back in time to when the internet first started messing with the music industry. Yes, and, yeah. And and record labels to this day, to this day, there is not one single record label that owns a digital platform. Yeah. No, I mean again, they gave she, up they gave up their route to market. They gave up their access yeah, yeah. to their customers. So Amazon and YouTube, Google, etc. own how music reaches mm. the customer. And that means the record companies are absolutely on their ass looking yeah. for every single penny. When in fact, years and years ago, they, they could have done it. Yeah. They could have come up, they could have bought Napster out. Yeah. You but know, the other crazy thing as well is that there's only three majors as well. So they had the corporate yeah. power to do and that that's like it's it's like so we'll talk about later, probably it's like they they've got the, the power to buy the tech. If they don't know the tech, if they don't have the, the bright minds, you just buy it, you know. Yeah, they could have bought Napston, but just I don't know, just people just didn't kind of see what was happening apart from Lars Ulrich. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. the thing the thing is the thing is again the, the issue with that is the reason why it happened was old men. Uh, yeah, all all yeah. of your all of your record labels, all people at the top, run by a bunch, bunch of old men. People telling them in ten years, right? People, you know, CD sales will be down fifty yeah. percent. And you're talking to you're talking to a guy who's retiring in eight years. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. And everybody just kept saying, "I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck." Yeah. Until. There was no jobs, you know, until, until, it, that, until, until that job had gone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, fuck me. Tangent, tangent, tangent. Yeah. <laughs> let's get let's get back. It's the same thing as streaming, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's get let's get back to movies. Fuck it. Right. Um, now I doubt you'll have seen this, but hey, maybe I'm wrong. Just come to Netflix fairly recently. Um, and it's a movie called Villain. Villain or oh, Craig Fairbrass. Now there's a name. Now, it's on my list. I haven't watched it. Ah, right. Okay. And it's called Villain. I was like, yeah, I've got to put this on my list. Well, <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, I've reviewed a, a Craig Fairbrass, Fairbrass film before. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I know the name, I can't picture the face. Picture the evil guy in Cliffhanger. With yeah! Stallone. Okay. I used to be a fucking good striker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to be a fucking good actor. <laughs> yeah. but now I'm in a movie with you, Sly. I look like the fucking Oscar winner. You uh, can. Yeah, yeah, you fucking can. <laughs> um, hey, well, it, I bet you got the same thing as I did when you were going through Netflix and it, yeah. and it goes to villain and it just has Craig Fairbrass coming over to a table and going, uh, hello, I'm the, uh, I'm, I'm the brother of the owner. Now, he tells me that you gentlemen have run up a bar tab. Um, that needs to be settled straight away. I was like, "Well, I'll be watching that." Yeah, <laughs> he's got his own like. He's got. He's got. There's about like five football hooligan films he's in or something. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, this 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 one like setting, you know, the cost of all crime as well. I started watching that, you know. But there's, I, a, that's, there's a whole industry there, isn't there? But but, but do you know do you know what though? Uh, there is a um there's a movie that Craig Fairbrass is in that I have reviewed on here. Um and I'm I'm trying to look it up at the moment because it is it's it, it's it's not his usual fare. Um, Rom coms. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. funnily enough, I'm just looking at his listings, right? And in 2022, we've got a film he's in called A Violent Man. Yes, yeah. <laughs> ah, this is it. Right, it from 2019. Put put this in your list, Ed. It's called Muscle. Muscle, right? Muscle. Now. It is not a typical Craig Bra- Fairbrass film, despite the title. All right, um, it's more. It's it's yeah. It's 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 tough. It's 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 tough. Gritty. I can see it now. It's got boxing in it. Yeah, it's a gritty boxing film. Well, no, no, it's not. All right. <laughs> it's 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 gritty. Um, yeah. And there's some boxing in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, stick that on the list. And so that, that, and a good woman is hard to find. Yeah. You can, yeah. ap- you can apologize to, to, to your, your good and, lady. after. And, and Empire Online gives it four stars. Like, oh, it's good. Uh, which when you see Craig Fairbrass's ne- name next to a four star review, you think, yeah, what's wrong Living with that? Living in Newcastle. Newcastle, yeah, it, it mentions as well. You see it though, and you think you just think, yeah, Craig Fairbrass in a four-star movie. Ooh, yeah, they've got that wrong. Um, yeah. I'd say what, but he, but he is, he is superb in it. I mean, he is. Right. He's a. He, you watch it and you go, this is this is what got you into Hollywood. Yeah, like, yeah. Beneath the beneath the cliches. Yeah. Lies, lies a man who can play a fucking disturbing geezer when needed. Yeah, yeah. It's well, he's, he's had a career, isn't he? I mean, that's you know, it's all you can. He's still working. Yeah, uh, and he's been uh, was he in Passenger Fifty Seven as well. I can't remember. Yeah. Who was oh, in. great show, great show. Yes, yeah, he, he is. I think he was in um, uh, I think he was in that, and um, he was in something called Bedlam, like um, lights on, which is like yes. a Brit horror film years ago, like you know. So he's and he's been in EastEnders as well, I think. So <laughs> maybe he should do a film with Danny Dyer. She just teamed with Danny Dyer, should not he? You know, but all thing, roads lead. But the thing is, he's he's you know he's 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 a good actor, as you will see. So uh, yeah. next next up again on Netflix, The Dead Don't Die. Right, is this? Oh. Now, is, that the, is that the Bill Murray, Jim Bill, Jarmusch? Yeah, Bill Murray, yeah. Bill Murray, Jim Jarmusch, and yeah. um. Kylo Adam Ren. Driver. Kylo, yeah. Kylo Ren, yeah. Kylo, uh, Kylo Ren, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, have you seen it? It's on my list. I haven't got around to it yet. I've been kind of in TV mode. I need to do some film watching. Oh, don't, well, don't worry. TV, TV's coming up. But um, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, look, do, you know, do you know what? It's okay. Um, yeah. It's, it, it, I've got the kind of feeling that if, you, if you're going to watch it uh, and you want it laughs, you're going to be disappointed. And if you're going to watch it for... Zombies, you're going to be disappointed. I mean, it's 
it is very much um, a Jim Jarmusch film. It's a movie yeah. in, in its own kind of genre. Um, the fourth wall is broken a couple of times. And right. the weird, but the weird thing is, is, is that when you only break the fourth wall twice, you kind of, you kind of put it in the mind of the viewer that, that there either isn't a fourth wall or it's going to be broken again. There's, yes. got, there's got to be a purpose to it. And it's done twice in the movie and it doesn't ruin it for me, but it also brings nothing to the table. Right, it's just kind of there and then it's not. And, and especially towards the end, literally within the last 10 to 15 minutes, the fourth wall is broken and it almost, it almost ruins the ending of the movie for me because I spent the next 10 or 15 minutes waiting for another break or calculating what was said when the fourth wall was broken, applying that back to what I'm watching now doesn't work. Yeah. It's like, well, right, okay, look, if you're going to watch it, don't listen to the next couple of minutes, all right? And I realise I'm kind of ruining it for you as well, Ed, but sorry. No, it's fine, I mean. So basically... Yeah, it, got, it got sort of mixed reviews that I think, you know, it's, it's quirky, isn't it, Jim Jarmusch, obviously? Yeah. Like, you're right, like, everything he makes is kind of... It's just in his well, thing. My, what was that film yeah. he did with Tom Hiddleston? It was like a vampire gothy film. My my first ex my first my first exposure to him was um, Ghost Dog with um, Ghost Dog Where the Samurai. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With with um, why do I want to say Florence Whitaker? Forest Whitaker. Forest Whitaker. Which I love. But yeah, so basically what happens is um, there is there's Bill Murray and Kylo Ren. Um, (laughs) They're they're sat in the car. It's surrounded by zombies and and Bill Murray is going, what are we going to do? And um, Adam Driver goes, "Um, well, I know what's going to happen. And Bill Murray says, why? And he says, because I've read the script. And he's like, right. and, Bill, and Bill Murray's like, what, the whole script, including the end? And he was like, yeah. And he said, well, I only, I, only got the, I only got the parts that I'm in. And Adam Driver's going, oh, well, I, got, I got all of it. I got everything. So, so you know what's going to happen? He's like, yeah. He's like, and he never sent me any of it. He's like, no. He's like, after everything I've done for that man. <laughs> But that's it. But that's yeah, it. weird. Right? And so from then on, it's like, well, hang on. Every single word that comes out of Adam Driver's mouth now, for me, is irrelevant. Yeah. It's, it's been corrupted. Yeah. It's been corrupted by breaking the fourth wall. It's, it's just a thing if you're going to do that, that early on, I mean... Well, I know it's very yeah, late. If you're going to break the fourth wall, late. you need to just do it. You just need to keep doing it, really, like Deadpool or Alfie yes. or... keep you know, doing it's got, it. Yes. It's, it's a narrative device, isn't it? I, I, yeah. I don't... And I also, I don't think it's something that you can just do once. Because even if you do it once, it leaves people waiting for it to happen again. So you either break the fourth wall consistent, yeah. consistently as a narrative... Yeah. You know, or, or as a narrative aid, or you don't do it. I mean, it's like, it's, it's almost like, um, I, you know, I hate films with narration, 
Sometimes I do, yeah. sometimes I don't. But with yeah. narration, it could be a lazy, it could be a lazy device narration. It could be a lazy device, or yeah. you can think, "Thank fuck, there's a fucking voiceover on yeah. this." Yeah, or it's really important, you know. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas you watch, um, you watch this, and it's kind of like, no, that's twice you've done it now, and the first time it's quite early doors, yeah. and the next time is in the last fifteen minutes. And it's just like, yeah. anyway, look, spent, spent too much time on this. The dead don't die yeah. and people don't laugh at that film. Um, yeah. Next up, I think this might be a bit of a favourite for you. It's kind of touching on um, uh, Drive to Survive. And that is the Michael Schumacher documentary, which is on Netflix. Yes. Yeah, I've seen this. Like, yeah. You have seen Although, it. Yeah, but it's like... Although, it's interesting, but but we, you know, I know it's terrible, but I'm just intrigued to see what Schumacher. It's terrible, really, isn't it? It's like that, like morbid curiosity. Well, but, I, the thing is, the thing is, as long as the family keep the level of privacy that they yeah. have, and for those yeah. for those that don't know, Michael Schumacher is was was knocked into a coma when he was on a skiing yeah. trip, um, close to death. He's still alive. He is kept alive and at the Schumacher residence ranch, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. No, no one has ever seen hide no hair of him since, yeah. since he went there. And I can't, and I know, and I know this is like making lots of assumptions, but I personally just can't help think that there is a lot of people keeping somebody alive who has no quality of life and doesn't actually need to be alive and it's just they can't let him go. As yeah, person. I mean, they've got the... I mean, Schumacher's incredibly wealthy, so they've got the money yes. and the infrastructure to, A, get the privacy, to have his own medical team. Oh, absolutely. I'd imagine he's, it's a hospital in the basement or whatever, but you just you just don't know. I mean, he was kept... Hang on, hang on. Hang on, did you, did, you just, did you just come up... With like on um, with no evidence whatsoever, you've decided he's in the basement of a hospital. Well, he's in the he's, he's, he's in the basement of his house. I'm saying it's a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it just seems like that. It just seems it's, like that would be the logical place. He's bi- he's built his own medical dungeon. Yeah, but <laughs> if, if you're gonna if you're gonna plumb everything in, you need it's easy to do it at ground level, isn't it? Mate, mate, not, not have to send it up. All this, all this tells me is that Bond informs your life way too much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean Schumacher. I mean Schumacher was a great driver. Um, he's, yes. he's not as good as some other drivers because he a he didn't like having a competitive teammate, and he didn't. It was always the, the team was always uh, put around him, and then obviously he had the crash into two people to try and win. Um, uh, which was dodgy. So he's, he'll never be fought off the same way as Senna, although Senna crashed into people uh, and so on. But he's still still a great driver, you know. I mean, it's just a really sad story, but it's just that it is amazing. Like, you know, you can, if you've got that wealth, they can basically put this shield and have that privacy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, um, I, 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 I agree with quite a few things you said there. But um, right, okay. Now, moving on to a movie I've had in my list on Netflix for ages and eventually i got round to watching it and it's starring brad pitt um and it's the right. film war machine 
Right, is that, yeah, you know, I think I started it, watching that and I couldn't get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's Brad, it's, it's Brad Pitt. Now, the thing is, like, I've, it's just one of those roles where at no point did I think, fucking hell, Brad Pitt's great in this. And yeah. It's, it's one of those where you go, oh, it, it's, it's Brad Pitt, like, but he's not quite landing it. Yeah. It's like, it's, that- you know, that was one of the first films to go to Netflix. Was like, oh, bloody hell's a Brad Pitt film on Netflix, and it, obviously the studios made it. Some studios made it, and they've gone, mm, this isn't very good, and they've sold it to Netflix. Um, yes. And it's yeah. cheaper; it makes more sense to go. Look, it costs this to make it. You have it. Well, yeah. also, yeah. also, it, it's kind of it's kind of lost its balls because it's clearly based on a real human being. Yeah. Right. And yet, it's and and it's it's literally all they've done is change the name, yeah, um, yeah. And then they've done this fictional account, um, yeah. And it's a fictional account because it's a fictional person. But uh, yeah, do you know what? I watched it and I thought the overriding emotion after was, well, I've watched that now. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was just looking the, the the directors, David Mickod, I think he pronounced he's Australian. Yes. But, um, he did Animal Kingdom and The Rover, which are both really good. And also and he, also the TV series of Animal Kingdom is fucking great. Is it right? And I think he did The King, which went straight to Netflix, which is excellent, but I could be muddling up. No, he did The King, which is uh, Timothy Chalamet, well worth checking out. Ah, Timothy, Timothy Chalamet with the Timothy. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. Um, so next up, next up is the latest... Uh, Kira Knightley vehicle, also starring Matthew Good, being his usual Matthew Good self. Which this is, is the apocalyptic Christmas film this yes. year. Yeah. I haven't now, seen it, but it's on. Uh, is Amazon? This is on. Yeah, have have an apocalyptic Christmas. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. All I can say, I'll retitle it. Um, a bunch of upper class scum fucks are all going to die, and who fucking cares? Yeah. <laughs> Um, there is not one character here that death can't come quick enough for, right? It's fuck it. Even the children, you're just like, oh, are they going to die? And after about ten minutes, you just think, not quick enough. Kick them down a well, you know. Someone get a spade. Yeah. Just yeah. Um, there is not one person in this film that you don't think like, oh, you know, oh, you poor thing, or oh, you're just thinking, uh, please, can you all hurry up and die? The film's only ninety minutes long. Yeah. Can we get him done in 80? You know, it's, it's, it is. And no. to be fair, the best thing for me, the best thing about the movie is Kira Knightley, who, who's great, yeah. who's gone from being, you know, the, um, the Ikea Knightley, all those jokes when she, you know, when she started out, she's actually developed into a great actor. And, yeah, yeah, I like Kira Knightley. I like and, she's, well, I watched her in Summit recently um, with Dominic West uh, or Chloe. Was it called Chloe? It was like a period drama. It was actually really good, really funny. She was excellent in it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have really you seen, so, so you haven't seen Silent Night then? No, I have not, no. Okay. Well, funnily enough, true I story. I saw review in that. Well, true story. I don't know if you remember the week before the review, but the week before the review, 
Keir, um, uh, I nearly called her Ikea, Kira Knightley yeah. was on and she was interviewed by Simon Mayo and Simon Mayo said, so, you know, you do this movie. And she goes, yeah. She goes, I was, I was really pregnant with my third child and it was a really difficult pregnancy. And I read this yeah. script and I thought, wow, that's brilliant. That's a real one off. Put me down for that, please. Then she had a baby. Um, and she'd had all of the, like, and she said, I was very, like, it was very emotional, you know, when, yeah. I, was, when I was pregnant. She goes, then she had the baby and she sat at home and said, oh, I'll give that script another read over because we're due to meet like next week. It's all going ahead. And she read it and she thought, when I read it, when I wasn't all hormonal, I just thought, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, this is fucking insane. This is yeah. mad. Yeah. And, and the way she tells it, is literally the subtext was look, I said yes to this when I was yeah. off me tits. Right? Yeah. And now it's like I don't want to do this. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. now now I've only had to fucking make it, haven't I? Because when I was yeah. off my tits, I said yes. Um, and that's kind of how it feels. Yeah. That film's Colette, it was called, sorry, not Chloe Colette. That was the oh, Nightly right. Donald West film. Yeah, it's well worth checking out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Kieran Knightley's top. Yeah, I like the nightly. Okay, cool. Uh, look, you haven't seen it. Uh, give it a watch, everybody. But bear in mind, everybody dies and they fucking deserve to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, you won't have seen this probably. It's a movie called Dangerous. Um, there's a little bit of Mel Gibson in it. It's it's action. It's well done. It's about an hour, 50 minutes. It's not going to change anyone's life. It's not going to ruin your day. Check it out if you fancy it. You know, I haven't got much to offer other than that. Dangerous. Who's in that as well as Mel? Nobody really, and and yeah. and Mel Gibson isn't in it much. But funnily enough, plays a pissed up, cor- corruptible doctor, and right. um, and yeah, he's fucking brilliant in that role. What yeah, a surprise! Yeah. Yeah. He, Mel Gibson needs to be used more. He needs to be uncancelled a bit. Like he's good. Good well, value. The, the funny thing about him is, is that he is only ever on this. He's got one scene with another character, and all of his other scenes are oh. And you know, you know, you're in a bad movie when you're only in one scene with another actor, and all your other scenes are on your own. And the one move, the one scene you're in another movie, you're in a scene with is Vera Farmiga, right? Yeah, that, that's how you know you're in a shit film. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and the other, the other scenes with him, he's on his own because he's on the phone, pissed up, handing out advice, and it's like, well, this is what got him in trouble in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think there's a certain amount of there's a certain amount of real life humour going on there. Hey, why don't we have Mel Gibson as the guy who's handing out all the great advice on the phone during yeah. the, uh, and let's have him pissed up as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, next up after that, so um, I watched this because I was I was looking for something that just I thought I want something that is just that I can actually kind of really buy into and enjoy and. What do I fancy? And I ended up watching King Richard. Um, right, yeah. Again, be you know, we're going to go and see the pictures, but everything is just anything adult is just coming and going in a week or two at wow. the moment. You know, leaving room for Marvel. You know, yeah, some, yeah. Well, um, you don't need to see it in the cinema because it's not a big screen movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you'd gone. I don't think you'd have been disappointed. Um, yeah. It is, it's, 
I, I there was it, those big laughs. Um, uh, I did cry. I think more than once. Um, there, there are there is a scene with Will Smith. For those of you who don't know, Will Smith plays um, uh, Richard Williams, who is mm-hmm. the father of Venus and Serena Williams. Now, yeah. before you fucking switch off, like I know some people will, my mum being one of them, as soon as they hear the word tennis, it's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's not about tennis. No. <laughs> it's not about tennis, right? It's, and it's not about um, racism. It's not about strong women. It's not about tennis. It is about a Rocky story. It's the Rocky movie. It's coming yeah. from nothing and achieving everything. That's it. It's got nothing to do with the gender, the race, the sexuality. It, it is played as a, this is what happened. You know, yeah. um, both Serena and Venus are uh, listed as producers on the movie. It's an unflattering, unfettered look at what their father did to them as children. And there was no abuse in there. Can I just get it out straight away? Yeah. Um, and it's almost the two girls going, well, this is what he did. And this is what our lives were like. Have a look, see what you think. Yeah. You know, there's, there doesn't, there's, there's not an agenda there. There is a there are times where you watch and Will Smith is great, you know, he's yeah, he's great in the role. There are times where you watch him and you just think, shut up, shut up, and what are you doing? You're an idiot, you're a terrible father. There's other times where you just think, go on, man, fucking, yeah, let him have it. Yeah, what a what a great dad that guy is. Yeah. You know? and, and and in other words, like most people, he has his pluses, he has his minuses, yeah. he has his faults. And he and he and he has his you know his, his abilities and it's it's a fascinating movie and I would definitely that's a Christmas movie right there yeah I'm definitely going to seek that out you know because um, it's kind of Oscar bait his performance probably yes so, yeah and I, award season you know and it's really weird as well because it's not a movie that I sought out uh, it was there yeah. I was like oh do you know what I'm in the mood for a true story yeah you know and let's face it. You know what happens, yeah. But but watching the movie, I and and to be fair, I was expecting I was expecting you know two or three well handled clunky scenes of racism. You know, like what are the, what are these black kids doing? You know, doing in in our white tennis club. Yeah. When in fact, what you get is what you get more of. It's it's black streak thugs wanting to know why Richard Williams is bringing white people down to the tennis court. It's like, motherfucker, this is this is John McEnroe's coach, and you've got yeah. you've got, and you've got like fucking Crips and Bloods. Oh, Crips and Bloods. You've got gang members there, like fully yeah. tooled up, fully tooled up, going, shit, you John McEnroe's coach. And, he's like, <laughs> and, the, guy, and, and, and the guy's like, uh, yeah, yeah. He goes, man, I'm, I'm gonna let you live. I'm going to let you <laughs> uh, oh, thank you. Um, and it's, it's yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. There are moments of just, they're so heartwarming, you know, and there is one yeah. scene that I will come back to. There's one scene with Will Smith and Serena. Um, 
And th- this movie finishes with the girls just coming through. It doesn't yeah. show any of their career. Hence, it's not about tennis. It's not about watching. Yeah, it's about it's about getting, getting tennis to matches. the point where you can. Yeah. Where you, yeah. 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 But it's 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 seeing their journey. And, yeah. And and you know what's forgotten now is that Venus was the one. Yes. Yeah. Venus broke through. Venus was world number one. Venus this. Venus that. Venus this. Serena had to enter tournaments without her dad knowing. He found out at a tournament. Right, right. Because he didn't think... She... So anyway, they're out there, and I am going to give this away, but fuck it, who cares? Um, uh, he's, he sees Serena stood down a corridor staring out at the tennis court that Venus has played on that day and, and, and like, you know, in a big tournament and all the rest of it. And he, he comes down and he, he sort of says to her, he says, you're pleased for your sister. And she's like, yeah, dad, yeah, yeah. And he says, but this is hard for you, isn't it? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it is. And he says, you know what? Venus is going to be world number one one day, without a doubt. And Serena's going, yeah, I know, dad, I know, dad. He said, but you are going to be the greatest of all time." Yeah, well, and that is why I have done this. That is why you are not playing. That is why everything is harder for you. That is why you've been held back. Yeah, because you got to chase it. Yeah, because you, I had to see because you've got the ability, but I had to see if you've got what it takes, and you have, and you, and you're just watching it going, fucking hell, this can't be true. This can't be fucking true. This can't be real. Yeah. It, and it is that this this yeah. guy, this guy had a plan before these two girls were born. Yeah. Yeah. Mental. It is. Yeah. yeah. Great. It's an amazing film. story. Amazing story. Like it I'm is. It is. Yeah. Um, so next up, um, 90 minutes, Arctic, Mads Mickelson. He's stuck in the Seen Arctic. It, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. Yes, yeah. six out of ten. Mads, it's always great. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Job done, isn't it? Really? Yeah, Mad, yeah. Mad, Mads like. in Mads in the snow. Fairly yeah. cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Ne- next up, antlers. Right. Yeah. This this is um, just come out, isn't it? And it's like it's kind of come and gone. It's got a good director actually, Scott uh, Cooper. Is it? He did um. Oh, he did that top Western with Christian Bale. But anyway, yeah, is it weird? Like a weird sort of horror. It's the Wendigo, isn't it? Yes. Mythology, yes. Aye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is. Um, it's it's well done. I mean, Jesse, yeah. Jesse Plemons is in it. Oh, I like Jesse Plemons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and do you know what? It it's it is really well done. I I yeah. I mean nothing happens in it. Pretty much nothing happens in it that you aren't expecting. Right. That like from from minute one, but it's really well done. It's really enjoyable. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm you know thumbs up from me. Not really, not amazing, you know, but yeah, good. It's good. Yeah. Um, next up, not sure if you've seen this, Shang G, Legend of the Ten Rings. I have. I went to the pictures to see it, and uh, anyway, regretted ah. it. Because all my, you know, people are like, oh, Shang-Chi's good. I said to, to, to my wife, I said, oh, should we go and see Shang-Chi? And she's like, yeah, it's supposed to be good. And we went, but we just, 
We just not Marvel people, Howard. You know, I just every time uh, we got Marvel, I just get bored. Right. You know, uh, right? I'm. Uh, um, I'm, I'm it's not enough, but I like the start of it, and there's some great oh. fight sequences. The way it was kind of doing the crouching tiger thing really well, but then it. Just, oh. I don't know. It just that, kind of fell away for me. Now, now, I totally agree, right? Because yeah. the start, which is fine, but then when he meets her, and they have their fight. This is up the front. Yeah. This is up yeah. the front. When they have that fight, I was absolutely like spellbound. I was just taken out of my world and I was dropped into this world where they don't fight. It's like a dance. She, yeah. He, yeah. He's fighting her, but she's just playing with him. And she's, yeah. and yeah. she's, and I, and I was just absolutely transfixed. So this yeah. is. Fucking That's really, really well done, that bit. Great. Yeah. It's really well done. Um, the action in the bus going down the hill. In yeah, that, that, that was a fun scene. It's brilliant. Also, the female American stand-up, she's great. She, she, yeah, Aquafine is very good. She keeps yeah. things moving. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, she keeps things moving. And, and, I, and, and I was like, oh, this is okay, right? Until Melado gets caught. And then, you know, Man of the Rings goes, right, you know, your mum is still alive. She's trapped over here. We're going to steam in, going to go down there and sort it all out and get her back. Yeah. Um, and what if they, you know, what if she's not there? Oh, we're going to burn that village down. Oh, you can't. And all of a sudden, literally, the whole movie turns on like half a scene. Because yeah. like, he stood there going, you know, we're going to get your mum back. And the, and, he, and the kids should be like, you know, all right, OK, fair enough. Good idea. We'll help you. What if she's not there? And oh, we'll burn the place to the ground. And they just totally turn on the sixpence and go, what the fuck, man? You can't do that. And it's like, right, OK, you're now standing up for a load of people that you've never met, a load of villagers you've never met. There might be 10 of them. There might be a thousand, whatever. Potentially, your mum is still alive, but you're putting the well-being of everybody else apart from potentially your mum in front of that. And it, the whole movie just, it, it, it failed. Yeah. On that. It mm. failed because that, that move and that father with, you know, father, father against son, then it's father with son. And then it's father against yeah. son in the space of about three minutes. It was. It's kind of more interesting having them doing those fights in the urban environment. When I went into the kind of what I call fantasy realm, it's like I don't know. It was kind of like two films, wasn't it? In a way, you know. Yes. Yeah. When I had the fight on the scaffolding, that was really good, and like that was, you know, it was kind of better in that but then, environment. So, but at the end, at the end, I mean, for instance, as well, right? They 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 break out. They break out of somewhere in a car. Right, of where they're being yeah. imprisoned by their dad. They break out in a car. And the next scene, they are sat in the car on the edge of the sacred forest, ready to go down this route that appears only once a year. And it's yeah. like, how the fuck have you got there? Yeah. And it's the like, other thing as well, that's... the Ben the Ben Kingsley character film, oh! unless you've seen Iron Man 3 and you really know that film. Like, I, I kind of remembered him and that, but my mother half like was like, oh, when, when have we seen that? I said, he's, he's an Iron Man 3, but it was all very, like, right. doing that, you know. Right, well, I was, I, I was unaware of that entirely. And instead, 
instead, I I knew Ben Kingsley was in, and he was in it. Ben and his wandering accent as he as he wanders all around the Midlands searching yeah. for Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's literally he's all around the Midlands looking for Liverpool, and he never finds it. He finds yeah. he finds West Brom. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. that, he finds all. He, oh, I don't know. That's not a scouser, Ben. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, but it's a Hollywood movie. There's no one on the set who's going to go, Ben. That's not yeah. a scouser accent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's everybody who's thinking, "Oh, it's Ben Kingsley. He's going to get an Oscar for this." Until it goes out in England, and everyone realizes his accent is fucked. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so, well, yeah, probably spent a little, a little bit too much time on that. Yeah, whatever. Um, next up, probably something we're spending too much time on: gunpowder milkshake. Again, this has been on the list. To be honest with you, I didn't watch it because I get, I was going to, but get a bit tired of like you watched a film called. Um, Oh, with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, now you now you're testing my uh, you're testing my brain now. What, what, Kate, yeah. Ah, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I started watching that, but I'm kind of tired of like these. There's a lot of chop socky films with really long takes and amazing fight scenes. But so a gunpowder milkshake was like, is it going to be like that? Yes. Anyway, is it any good? Is it worth um, seeing? Or... It's it stars Lena Headley and Karen Gillan. And... That's good. Um, yeah. Well, that is good, but do you know what? You just hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Because uh, in the last 15 minutes, there is a massive action scene and it's done in slow motion and I fast-forwarded it. Yeah. It's <laughs> just by that, biggest... by that point, by that yeah. point, I was like, I mean, I'm a fucking action junkie. You have yeah. got to go several miles off-road to lose me. With yeah. with too much action, but I was yeah, just but, like, "Oh uh, fucking hell, really again?" But it's but nothing. A lot of these scenes now they're not special, you know. When you oh, first see, Ed, like, no, you you're wrong, like a- Ed. Ed, sorry, sorry. Can I just cut across right. you there? You're wrong. And do you know why you're wrong? Because it's two women. Can't do any wrong. It's oh. two women. Two strong women having a yeah. strong fight, beating yeah. men up. I'm yeah. sorry, you cannot criticise that, you fucking sexist bastard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, um, yeah, you get a lot of these sequences. Now, I remember when I was thinking back to, like, the first film I saw, obviously it would be John Wick, where you kind of got really long takes on fight scenes, aside yeah. from the Hong Kong ones. And then some of that hardcore Henry, which is, like, mental. And I think the guy did hardcore Henry, just nobody, which I quite enjoyed. Um, uh, yeah. but it's, it's just that thing like it's no longer feels special like you know the camera going everywhere I don't know oh and I've come back yeah but I've come full back I've come back full circle I'm now I'm now more Denny Villeneuve which is just shoot it from yeah. a little bit further away and so we can actually absolutely. see who is hitting who that'd be fucking absolutely great. that's that'll yeah. be the same with the when we're talking about before the Maggie O film with Samuel Jackson that's probably got sensible yes Sensible camera, it'll just be shot in like a really kind of economic style. And I'm more yeah. into that. The real stunts. The yes. thing is with all these these it is amazing the choreography they do, but basically you've got the digital cutting. It's not like when we yeah. got into films, when you see a long take, you're like, Jesus Christ, I haven't done that. Whereas now you know the loads of sneaky edits and you know, yeah. wipes and it's a lot easier to do these things now because of equipment. So it doesn't feel as much of a kind of Technical well, to the force moment, but you 
But I, I also think that, uh, I mean, that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is that when you do get something where it feels like you can feel the punches and when you get yeah. something that is like that it now, when you get something that is filmed personally, how I prefer it, you know, where it's, it's a little bit sort of set back as it were um, and more real stunts. Now, when you watch those things, you go, right. Like they stand out more. Yeah. Yeah. It's the other stuff that it's the other stuff, the, the digital stuff, the stuff that tries to put you in the fight that yeah. I'm becoming blase with. And that is yeah, now yeah. that, that totally. initially that Paul, Paul Greengrass, the bar, the Bourne films, you know, they set the bar that Bond had to jump over. Yeah. And, and but that's fucking years ago now. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's time yeah. that we need to have a reassessment and step back yeah. because ultimately we've gone from, it's like, is your fight scene necessary? Is it advancing the story, the characters, the the, the movie? The, is it doing yeah. anything for the film? Because ultimately, if it's not, get it the fuck out of there. You're just doing yeah. action for action's sake. And if you want yeah. the fight to tell a story, step back. Yeah, I mean, the, the green grass style, it sort of broke continuity lines and things like that. And although I really enjoy it, I, I prefer to know where I'm geographically in the scene. As a viewer, uh, I don't want to be disorientated. I've always enjoyed, like, End of the Dragon or something like that, where, you know, you're just seeing the... Yes. You're seeing, the, 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 you're seeing it more in a kind of medium shot, you know, wide shot. And then, yeah, you've got some close-ups and that, and it's just it's just kind of, you know, done in a traditional way, really. Yeah, and I, th- I also think that, um, oh, you know, we wanted to make it feel like you're in the fight. Yeah. And it's like, well what's your end game i'm not in the yeah. movie yeah I'm, I'm not i'm not in the scenes before the fight or after the fight so how am i expected to be in this one yeah what makes yeah. what makes you think you're drawing me in you're not all yeah. you're doing all you're doing is drawing me so close to a fight i can't yeah. see what's going on it's like oh yeah. like you, you know you know when something's there you have to just yeah. sort of step back a bit it's like well that's that's kind of how it feels sometimes yeah um, yeah but um yeah and basically it's it, it's it's over long it's over fighty um but you know it's, it's got over fighty a little bit yeah it's but it, it's got it's got a, a whole bunch of women in it so therefore yeah um i'm not gonna say anything more other than what a fantastic movie it is and yeah um, you know i look it's like everything else we're in a time where we live in a time of overcorrection the you know the 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 cine world will look back on the times we live in now and go Fucking hell! They would make any film with two strong women in it back then, wouldn't they? It's like yeah. two two strong women fight over a bottle of milk. Yeah, it's new. Yeah, 90- a lot of it'll look look clunky, you know. Yeah. Things that they're doing now, like it's a good way over correction, course correction. But yeah, you know. yeah, but exactly, it's like you know, we were we were massively o- over here on over here on it. Now we're yeah. massively over here on it, and one day yeah. hopefully we end up like here, which is where we need to be. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that was my last movie. Let's move on to TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's uh, now. I know uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to throw Dexter back in here because I think I've, I've already mentioned it. But I'm, I'm going to throw it back in here because I'm on with you. But anyway, let's start with two seasons available of Dead Pixels. Um. Now, yeah, the look of horror on your face. <laughs> Dead Pixels, right. No, I haven't, I haven't seen this. It's, yeah, it's just a Mate, Netflix, isn't it? No, it's Channel 4. 
Um, it's on right. Netflix. It's on Netflix, but funnily enough, Netflix have only got two, one season. If you want to watch both seasons and you've got Sky, they're in your box. Um, but um, Dead Pixels, watch that first episode and you're in. Um, it's about it's about a bunch of gamers. Well, actually, it's about two gamers um, and their struggles with the outside world. And right. Their flatmate, who's always doing stuff, they live in her flat and she's always doing stuff and they're never doing anything. Right. They, but they always laugh at her for how little she's achieving when when look at what we're achieving online. Yes. Um, seriously, man, I really enjoyed it. I smashed through yeah. two, two seasons in three days. They're, right. twi- they're, 20, yeah, they're yeah. 20, 25 minutes an episode. Right. Um, and so you can just dip in, dip out. Episode one is like, yeah. And, and the thing is, for, for I, I know you're not a gamer and I'm not a gamer, so we're missing, or you'll miss all of the in-gamer jokes. Yeah. Uh, that, um, that I'm missing as well. So there's a whole level in there of humour that, that I've missed, but still really, really enjoyed it. It takes a, right. lot, it takes a lot to make me laugh. Yes, um, yeah. But there, the, but there are bits in that where I was properly, properly laughing. Right. One, one could almost say guffawing. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. And and right. that and the exact the exact opposite of that would be dope sick, which um, is ten episodes. Um, it's it, the oxycontin scandal. It's the yeah. oxycontin scandal that is yeah. still rolling. Yeah. Is um, that Apple? Is it to do it? Who? Yes, Apple, Apple TV. TV yeah. 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 No, yeah, no, Apple do not make Oxycontin. Uh, let's get that very <laughs> clear, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell, mate. That's got Keaton in it, though, hasn't it? Yes. Um, yeah, I've, I've yeah. been interested about, about this. I've heard really good things about this. And it's kind yeah. of like, you know, moral outrage, just like, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's absolutely outrageous. I'm trying to think of the drug company that is concerned, actually, that, um, yeah. that, that, that make it. Um, and it is, it's, it's unbelievable what they've got away with. It is yeah. absolute. So, so head dude who used every trick in the book to make sure that this, um, that this went through that basically it like, Oh, Oxycontin is not, not addictive. And they got, and basically they said they had this patented, thing and it was not addictive because of slow release blah 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 utter bullshit yeah utter yeah. bullshit but they got the head of they got the head of um uh all the drug companies in the in the states i'm trying to think um i'm trying to think what the organization is called um and they got the head of it to to say to give them a special sticker that had never been awarded before saying that it was non-addictive well <laughs> He got he got sacked and turned up where back at he turned up at the drug company. Um, it is just it's absolutely unbelievable. It really yeah. is. Um, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant um, TV series, but also hugely depressing. I have to yeah. say, yeah, yeah, just that people can get away with it, you know, and not be held accountable, and yeah. It's it, 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 America. Um, it is. It is absolutely just. Yeah, um, it's insane. Uh, it's also it's written by Beth Macy, 
Um, it is based on um, her book, and she wrote it. Um, and it also, um, um, I was just having a look there. One of the one of the directors, I think, is Barry Levinson. Right. Um, which again gives you an idea of like the quality of show you're talking quality, about. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Barry Levinson directs an episode. Michael Casita or Cuesta. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Um, Purdue Farmer. Purdue Farmer. Who, right. Who, 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 funnily enough, if you go to their Twitter, say how they're investing billions to help with America's um, wave of opioid addictions. Wow, you fucking yeah. created it. You yeah. absolute cunts. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unfucking believable. Um, yeah, the problem with stuff like this is like, say you've got chronic back pain and then you take one, you know, and they're like, oh, blue else will be good. And then, you know. Yeah. Die. Well, they. the thing is that it's like you were supposed, that was supposed to be okay. It's supposed to get you through the night as well because it's a slow release mechanism, which we now know does not exist. Never. Does. Yeah. So what they did was just start up in the dose, just up the dose, just give them another one. Yeah. Give them another one. Then they invented the bigger pill, the 80 milligram pill. And it was just like, they just kept feeding the fucking beast. They yeah, just yeah. literally like around every corner when it looked like there might be a slowdown in prescriptions, there might be a, just kick it through, kick it through, come up with something else, come up. And it's just fucking horrific. Yeah. Horrific. Yeah. But anyway, um, next up, TV series on Sky. Not sure if you're watching this. Have you seen the Yellow Jackets? It's on my list. Um, uh, we're just waiting for, um, you know, some more episodes to drop and then we're going to watch that. It okay. looks good. Um, uh, like the sort of the setup of it sounds like a cross between a live and I don't know Friday Night Lights or some other know. Yeah, but um... <laughs> uh, well, to, to be honest with you, mate. To be honest with you, that would be a lot better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I I looked at the cast and I looked at what they were trying to achieve, and I like you went put that on my list. Yeah, I got halfway through episode two and I was like. Yeah, this this is like this is not as advertised. Right, not happening yet. Why why is Juliet Lewis all of a sudden unable to act? Literally turned up on set, no script, never acted before, throw her in a scene. It, it's like, what the fuck has happened here? I mean, to be fair, Juliette Lewis is not the guarantee of quality that she used to be. I'm not saying yes. it's because she's now a Scientologist, but it is yeah. because she is now a Scientologist. <laughs> I mean, if your worldview is that it fucked up... It must be Scientology. Well, well look, look if, if your worldview is that fucked up, yeah, how could you yeah. spot a decent script? Hey, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. when your head's that far up your own arse... How the hell are you going to be able to see out and see whether it's done? I was getting excited for this. I was like, oh, great. I'm going to watch that Yellow Jackets. Oh, mate, mate. I'm oh, not, no. Look, oh, but I'll say no more, although I kind of need to because that's the purpose of the show. I thought it was shit. And, yeah. and, and to the extent where I was like, hang on, right? For a start, the premise is, all these girls in a soccer team 
crashed in a plane and you're thinking, okay, so you're ripping off a live here, right? And they went fucking native. Yeah, they went piggy. They went Lord of the Flies. Yeah, yeah. But when we arrive in their lives, it, it, that's all done and dusted and in the past. Yeah. So, well, that, well, I'm pretty sure I know who, who lives then. Yeah. Because yeah. they're right there alive yeah. right now so so you get little you get little flashbacks yeah believe believe you me the whole first episode you're waiting for something to happen and what you realize is it's just a bunch of fucking teenagers going around playing football and drinking beers with like the ice hockey team and yeah and it's basically it's an 80s it's almost like porkies do you know what i mean it's starts <laughs> just like you're just like, well, yeah. oh, this is what's happening. Also, there is a scene that is, and and I was like, I was, I was like, oh, please don't, please don't. Oh, they're gonna, aren't they? Yes, it's an American TV series about an American team of American female footballers, and they show them playing a game. Now, let's be clear, men or women, it doesn't matter. Don't film scenes on a football pitch because people who've played football will watch it wince but in this case burst out fucking laughing yeah yeah because the winning goal is scored by a girl and she heads it and the actual scene the actress has stood there and somebody has thrown the ball at her head really hard <laughs> the thing is you said football and, it, and, and it's, I'm and thinking it's about football, but yes say soccer yes yeah <laughs> But it, literally, literally, she stand, she stood there and somebody has thrown the ball yeah. really hard at her head and it's bounced off her head and into the goal. Right? And that, but the thing is, but the thing is that one scene, that one bit of her heading it is cut in the middle of like wing play and, and beating a player. And you think this isn't that bad. And then the cross comes in and you just, uh, I burst out laughing, burst out laughing, had to rewind it and watch it again and laugh harder. She, right. she might have done like loads of takes, and then she'll sue for like you know head, yeah. head, um, you know. Uh, head, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a bit of take. Yeah. Now, can I, I? Now, I've got to be honest, right? I've got to be honest. I'm taking the piss because of how badly it's not. It's done. Not because it's yeah. not because it's women's football. It's not. It's because how badly it's done, and it's yeah, bad. yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't mind slagging off. America, it's da- it's but... Dana Ross taking a penalty bad. It, it, it's that bad. It's that bad. It is that yeah. bad, right? In fact, oh, it, make, right. It, it, it makes Dana Ross look like Cristiano fucking Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! But um, but uh, yeah. So basically, uh, yeah, it's shit. Yeah, it was it was shit. Yeah. I made it to episode two. Um, funnily enough, IMDb. It's one of those where it's 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 really um, uh, there's quite a debate over it, and it seems split. Right. There's people giving it like four and five and saying misled, misled. Why can't these great actors act anymore? It's a boring teen thing. None of the characters are likable, um, and and also. It, 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 it's too slow to reveal what you already know. It's really weird because when you watch the first episode, if you knew nothing at all that was that that happens in this, right? Then there may be an there may be an element of oh, you know, what's happening here? Oh, where does this go? But because you've got a whole 
buffet of this is like this is what this series is about this is where it's going this is what happens that first episode is just like just fuck me get on with it instead they spend an hour making you hate the characters yeah and then and then like and i said episode two and i just turned to the person i was watching it with i was like are you are you bothered about this like no not at all so you sure she was like yeah it's just anyway sorry about that mate no, it's all right. It's okay. I'll um, I'll, I'll maybe not watch that. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you watching? Are you watching Chucky? No, um, I've seen it. Um, it's kind of come up on my feed. Uh, yeah, maybe is that any good? I mean, I've got three or four episodes in, and do you know what I found myself doing? And I do feel a bit stupid for this. So, like, you know, hands up, everybody. I I know what I'm saying. I know what I did. Yeah. But it took to about three episodes, and I went, it, "It's fucking dull." Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? What? What? What am I doing I, with my life? I watched a couple of Chucky films recently. It was a rebooted Chucky film. Uh, you know, like they did a reboot, and there was another Chucky one. It's all the same director, I think. Like that's all he's done for the last, you know, how many years is Chucky? Yeah, I. I yeah. probably won't watch it, but you know. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. I'm guilty yeah, of watching Chucky though. Nothing no, nothing to see here, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing to see, nothing to yeah, talk about. Yeah. Move on. Move <laughs> on. Um okay, well you won't have watched this. I am I, I'm, I'm I'm I like the Marvel stuff. I'm watching the new series, um, Hawkeye. I'm about four um, I think there's a fifth episode out, which I haven't seen yet. I'm four episodes in, really enjoying right. it. Uh but I'm a big, I am a big Jeremy Renner fan to the extent that yes, the fucking Bourne film with him in it is good. It's it good right. because, like he, because good he's actor. in it. He's in it. Renner's a good actor. Yeah. Renner's um uh yeah, obviously he's top in the hurt locker. The one with Ben Affleck, the town, is very good in that. He's very good in that, but for me, he really comes to uh, in on his own. And I'm just trying to think what that movie's called. It's he's with one of the Olsen sisters. He's in it. Um, oh right, the one um, uh, where he's investigating the murder on Native American. Oh land. yeah, yeah, we're going to do this, aren't we? We pro- win, win something. Yeah. Oh 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 yeah, you're right as well. Shit. Yeah, it is good. It's a good film. It's not Wind Talker, is it? It's not Wind Talker. That's something no, that's um, that's that's uh, Nicholas. Uh, Cage, Wind Talkers. Yeah, Jeremy right. Well, you, you, you look up. You look up. Wind River. Jeremy, I put Jeremy Wind Renner. River, Wind, Wind River. Wind River. River, yeah. Wind, I've got the, you heard me, <laughs> listeners. You heard me. I beat him. I beat him. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I just put Jeremy Renner, Wind, did it? Yeah. Yeah, Wind River. <laughs> that, yeah, it's good, yeah. Jeremy Renner, yeah, It's Elizabeth Bolton, isn't it? Elizabeth um, Olsen. So yeah, it, it's great. It's really snappy. Um, the, I, I get snappy dialogue. There's, uh, and it continues the story. I'm, I'm enjoying the. I am yeah. actually enjoying the Marvel series. I enjoyed Loki. I enjoyed Loki um, was supposed to be very good. I, yeah. I enjoyed um, Falcon the Winter Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, and yeah, cool man. Um, yeah, uh, nothing to add other than like you know, if you like mm. that kind of stuff, you're going to be right yeah. anyway. Um, right, next up, have you seen this yet, or is it on your list? It might be on your list. American yeah. American Rust. Again, this was on my list, and then I read crappy reviews for it because I Jeff's got Jeff Daniels in, isn't it? And it's set in the, it's like a detective thing in the Rust Belt. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff Daniels top, love the Looming Tower. Oh, isn't he great in that? 
great in that. Then this looked, yeah, because I liked Mayor of Easttown. Again, that's sort of Melio I was guessing, but I don't know. Um, like I say, reviews weren't weren't great. So, it's, but I haven't it, ventured in yet. It's 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 very. Um, it funnily enough, yeah, reminded me as of the Mayor of Midtown. Um, and great one for uh, for mentioning the looming tower. Also, he's in. He did. Um, is it the TV series Network News or Newsroom? The newsroom, yeah, was that Aaron Sorkin? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Aaron Sorkin. How how many words can I get in a sentence? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how, yeah. The answer how is the answer is more than everyone else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I just get my characters to speak them faster, and if you I can't tried, understand, tried, that's your fault. I tried watching um uh, the West Wing. We watched the first episode, but it was like making my head hurt, you know. It, it, it well, looked really old as well. It looked like 1999 or 2000. It's kind of weird. It was like it, it is, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I, but I, I was in, I was in on, I was in on that a long time ago, man. I, re- I really enjoyed it. But um, American well, Russell, well, I t- well, personally, I'd say make make your own decision. Yeah, um, I loved it, but I am going, right. I am going to make an admission here. Um, across the series. There is there is some obvious sexual tension right at the beginning between two main characters. Uh, yes. Two, two male main characters. And by the end of episode one, one of them has left town. Right. Either episode one or episode two, one of them has left town. And he goes on a journey across middle America. And it would appear to be a journey of self, uh, of, of um, sexual discovery. And um, and self discovery. Yeah. So this lad is obviously he's a he's a he's a, a I don't know if he's a he's he's a homosexual he's he's he, he clearly is gay and but I'm not sure if he's out in the village or not. But anyway, he ends up leaving the village, and basically goes on a journey of of sexual discovery and awakening and basically shagging his way around. Um, the Midwest United States. He starts out um, uh, in a in a railway cart, getting thrown out of that by two gay guys um, who are going to attack him, and he gets out of that. And he ends up becoming a rent boy and has some good experiences and some bad experiences. Um, and meets up with another guy, and they they go around and that, doing their business in twos. Then um, he's caught in a crime or something like that. One of the police officers befriends him because that police officer is gay and none of his colleagues know. And they and he says, look, I, you know, leave this kid with me. He'll be, you know, be OK. I'm not going to book you. I'm not going to take you downtown. Takes him in. He ends up having yeah. a relationship with him. And then eventually the lad feels really guilty about the reason why he left town and, right. fucks, and fucks off back there in the last episode. Now, what I'm going to admit to doing is every time his storyline came up, I fast forward. Right. right, because it was like, why do I need this storyline? Because it's taken away from the... Well, I, and it was, it's like, guys, there are two TV series, there are two stories to be told here. One is murder. Yeah. And one is, uh, well, I'm pretty sure I'm gay. I'm now going to spend a lot of time proving it. Yeah. And, and it just, it didn't, it's not that, it's not that it didn't speak to me. It's not that I don't have any interest in, um, 
in the, the tale of a, 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 a young homosexual man um, discovering his sexuality and struggling with guilt, etc. all of that at play. The trouble is that nearly the entire show is not about that. It's about, yeah. it's about a murder committed in a small rural community. Yeah. It's about how it affects everybody. It's, it's about. It's, it sounds like a Scandi Noir, isn't it? Scandi Noir is. It's about the effects of the crime. It's, it's more it's, than the crime itself. Like, yeah. It's, it's Mayor of Easttown, right? It's Mayor of Easttown. Yeah. And, and and also also one of the major women in the series works in a um, a seamstress factory where they make dresses, and she's trying to unionize. So you've got that storyline as well. And, yeah. and, and the, the trouble is. By putting the boy, by putting him on the road, what you've done is literally, I'm not only, I'm not only figuratively being removed from all of the main drama. Yeah. And dropped taking him out of the town. Geographically. Yeah. So you've. Why not keep him in the town and yeah, just make it part. Yeah. So I I keep, I keep being dragged on the road following this guy whose story, well, I'm way ahead of you. Yeah. yeah, there is nothing happening in this story that I, that nothing I might, happens um, in this story. I might, I, might come, I might come back to this and take. I noticed it's uh, created by Dan Futterman. I'm just looking up there. He did Foxcatcher. He wrote that and Capote. Um, now Foxcatcher is a very interesting. Comparison. Yeah, there's the documentary that on Netflix as well. I haven't watched. I watched the film, but that is a strange. That's the truth is stranger than fiction story, isn't it? Very strange. Yes. Yeah. But funnily <laughs> enough. But funnily enough, there is a kind of foxcatcher element to it. There is the element of like, like this is this is a bit fucking weird. And some of the scenes with the boy on the road, yeah, are, are some of the most graphic scenes in the whole series. Bearing right. in mind, when we're talking graphic, graphic scenes can be of anything. You know, it could be murder, it could be sex, yeah. it could it mm. could be violence, it could be. A, and there is a murder in this. There is a death in this. But the most graphic scenes are this boy's sexual discovery. And, and so, yeah. again, for me, I'm being... I, I'm not being asked to choose between the two, but I keep getting dragged away from what yeah. feels like the main story to go, by the way, don't forget what this guy's going through. And I'm thinking, fuck him, he left town. Yeah, yeah. Like shit's going Very down. Good. Shit's yeah. going down here. Fuck this yeah. guy. He left. And seriously, yeah. every time I fast forwarded the scenes, I was like, "Fuck you, girl. You left town. <laughs> you, you, you you don't get to be in my series." <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is the new thing, though. Like you know, it's just piecing together your own series. You know, you left town. So I'm, not, I'm guilty of getting bored of sometimes when I'm watching the film. Eventually, sometimes I lose interest, and we'll just bored to see what happens. Like. I've, and life's too short to kind of give, you know, an, an extra hour, half an hour, some things when it's like actually. Well, it's it, it's my it's my theory on why more and more bands are putting out double albums: Maiden, Metallica, Mastodon. What's yeah. with, and it's because they fucking let me, if they want a playlist, then give them as many songs as possible and let them make a fucking playlist. I don't give a fuck yeah. what's on the album. I'm putting all the songs on the album. Fuck them. Yeah. You know, everybody's always saying that this is the best song when it clearly isn't. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. no, no one knows fuck all. So instead of instead of really curating your album, eh, 
Yeah. Put them all out yeah. there and let everybody curate their own album. So everybody yeah. has their own version of Senjutsu. Yeah. And their own yeah. version of saying it, for fuck's sake. Everyone's got their own version of Hardwired. Everyone's got their own version of um, uh, 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 of any double album, apart from um, Red Hot Chili Peppers' Stadium Arcadium, in which case no one's got it. Everyone's burned. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, yeah. but but yeah. it just feels like just give them give them content give yeah. them like as much as they want and let mm. them figure it out without us yeah it's, yeah. it's difficult because it's like where's the craft then you know it's kind of removing that sort of judgment isn't it but that Artistic was re- that, but that was removed by labels that was removed by labels yeah. because the internet came about but also by the same token it's been there for years. And I guess what we're talking about, actually, this is interesting. It comes back to something we were talking about earlier. This kind of loops in with what we were talking earlier um, about the about the lack of studio system. And it's like you, you're removing. Well, that's what Amazon and Netflix have done. If we go back yeah. to what we were saying earlier, like bands just putting out a shitload of stuff and going, well, yeah, labels don't curate the band's album anymore because they're just going to put as much stuff out as possible to give people yeah. as much stuff because people just want stuff they want content it's about volume yeah. of content it's not about quality of content I mean, and so that's and, and that's and that yeah. is and that's the and that's happening in the music industry and how mm. that is and how that's affecting the movie industry is what we were talking about earlier which is netflix and yeah. amazon going no just have a load of money and do what you fucking want yeah, it's like the iPod started that in a way because people got I've got ten thousand songs on my iPod, and that was more important than where, well, how many of them are good songs? You know, it was I've, it was, I've it was 10, the key. Songs. Well, it was it was the key to um, to Apple working with the record companies because by mm. the time record companies woke up and went, this isn't going away. We need to work with somebody. Apple and iTunes are the leader. Let's go and work with them. By that yeah. point, by that point. You have had X amount of multi-billion dollar corporation, music entertainment corporations going to Apple and iTunes and going, uh, would you put some of our bands on it, please? Yeah. Uh, yes, but we, but not albums. It's got to be individual songs. And all those labels just bending over and going, okay. I mean, yeah, we're fucked now. We've, yeah. we, we have no power whatsoever yeah so yeah and that was that was it there wasn't even an argument you know it wasn't that the music industry lost the argument it was that there was no argument by the yeah. time by the time we acknowledged there was an argument as the music industry acknowledged there was an argument it was over you, they'd yeah. already lost you know it was just a case yeah. of how badly do you want to lose yeah yeah um but um anywho fucking hell tangents everywhere i know we've both seen this um, but people, I think, might have had my take on it or might not. I'm not sure. Um, Squid Game. Yes. Yeah, I watched this um, two months ago, something like that. Um, yeah, about the same, about the same. Yeah, it was half, that was his half term. I think it was off over sort of what was the half term. Uh, yeah, a lot of people seem to have kind of, some people online have seemed to have gone against it because people said it was, it was really part of it was amazing. People were like, oh, wasn't that good? I really enjoyed it. Um, it's it's like something like the Korean. Uh, it's got like themes I've seen in Korean cinema. You know, you've got like the underclass that yes. have got money, like uh, Boon John, Boon John Hong Hoon. 
Sorry, I mispronounced his name. That's terrible. Um, well you know, done, Parasite mate. director explores all this. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, the class class sort of system in um, uh, South Korea. So yeah, Squid Game was 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 funny. Of course, uh, and of course, games. in, in a Parasite, yeah, in Parasite, you dealt with those things. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, obviously, he's not anything to do with Squid Game, but um, no, no, there's Octa as well, and um, what's it called? The one on the train. That's the same idea. The train to Busan. Snowpiercer, Snowpiercer. You've got like, oh, you know, right, okay. Class. You've got like a class structure in the train, like, and that. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, like, mate. I was ex- I was expecting a slightly more highbrow comparison than fucking Snowpiercer. <laughs> But it's just that it's just that idea, like you know, like the yes. in the South Korean culture, like they do look at it. Um, yeah, this thing. Uh, oh right, yeah. So um, like the the Squid Game. Um, yeah, I like the the, the themes that explored. But it was funny, like when they played some of the games. You know, um, you know, it was funny. It was witty. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's like really well done. Really well done. Yeah. And the 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 tug of war particularly was really well yeah, done. Yeah, that was that was really good. Um, the tug of war and yeah, yeah, um, it's just yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Um, it's it's okay, you know? it's okay. You know, whatevs. Um, I, I I didn't. Um, I didn't think it was amazing. Um, <laughs> great review. I didn't think it was amazing, and I didn't think it was shit. <laughs> I think I marked it an eight out of ten. Oh, good lord! Well, I, that's more generous than than, than I. An eight think, out of ten, you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, yeah. a new a new series that has come to Netflix that I would recommend to, to anyone, especially over Christmas, and especially if you've got kids, um, and even if you haven't got kids, um, and that's a, a series on Netflix called Elves. This is the kind of Swedish demonic elves thing, yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's on my list. Yeah. Six episodes. I mean, some of the episodes are not even twenty five minutes long. Yeah. So what, what I found was you watch an episode and you, you're enjoying it and it stops and you go, oh, right. Oh, next episode. And then you've watched three episodes. Well, you've now watched half the series. Yeah. And you've only been watching it an hour. Yeah. You know, so fuck it. Um, everybody I've recommended it to has watched it in a day. Now, that's not a, that's not a target. And, uh, but it's that kind of thing. I mean, a lot of the episodes are 23, 24 minutes long. Um, right. And there is something about it. And I got a message from somebody yesterday who went, you bastard, I've watched one episode of Elves and I'm in, I'm hooked. I got, I've, got, I've got to watch more. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, um, uh, I'm definitely going to watch that because I kind of read some reviews. I went on like line and then, because when the series pops up, I look like what are the reviews like on it. But they weren't as great, you know, but the trailer was really funny. So yeah, I'll I, probably well, do it. I'll delve I, in, I think. I, I, like, I liked it. Um, I watched it with subtitles as opposed to uh, voiceover, which uh, yeah, oh, bugs me. Yeah. Um, and, there's, and because it's Scandi, there are, there are some different types of characters, you know, which, is, yeah. which, is, which I really like. There's, there's a woman in it who is, re- is a disciplinarian. And she's really strict and really and really straight talks to everyone, child or adult. And it's just and there's just something about that character where you, where you just think, Do you know what, if this is getting made over here or in the States or in Australia, that character's not in it. Yeah. Yeah. That that character is just not there. Mm. Um, those lines are not even shared out amongst the rest of the cast. That's yeah. getting done away with. 
but what and I think what it what really works for me is the fact that 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 they're they're, they're almost a moral anchor of the whole thing, um, and yeah, I, I mean it's 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 cool. It's a cool thing to watch over Christmas. That's, yeah, that's, I, I shall I shall do that. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Well, yeah. um, my final, my believe it or not, right? Let's go really quickly. Final TV series. Yes. Um, is Gamora the Italian, um, the Italian, oh. ma- the Italian mafia? Season Super. five had just started. Just to say, season well, five. Season started. five started it. It's it's all episodes available on Sky. All oh, right, shit. Right, I didn't know that. Awesome. I yeah. love Gamora. What's that? Like- watched episode one of season five last night, mate. Oh, yeah. That was one of my first lockdown things. You know, like a, a painting decorator. No. The guy just painted and decorated and he came around and he was doing something for us. And I said, what have you been watching recently? He says, I've been watching this thing, Gamora. And I said, all right, I've seen, you know, I had it in me. You know, you yeah. see it on Sky Atlantic or whatever. But I had never bothered to watch it, but it's fucking superb, like, isn't it? It's yeah. just one of, the, one of the great series. Like, it's of, it's of, of so, it is so gritty is just not the word. Yeah. Not the, yeah. if, it, if, it, if this meal, music as well. Yeah. If, if Gamora, if Gamora was a pie, Right, it would be a, it would be a grit pie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's oh, like yeah. There's 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 no you know there's no fucking pictures of the uh, there's no pictures of the Trevi Fountain and no, uh, no. you know and all, all your various like beautiful mm. Italian um, uh, scenes. This is a side of Italy that you've never yeah. seen. Well, the, the journalist who did did about the Gamora, he's in hiding, Roberto Saviano. So he wrote um, a, an investigation, um, investigative journalist book piece, you know, on the Gamora, and then he's in hiding, you know. But it's the record Naples is like a failed city. Um, it's basically run by the mafia, um, you yeah. know, the council, everything. Um, but I love the way that each episode kind of finishes with like a cool kind of Atmos shot and music. Um, it's got it's got its style down, but it's it's one of those yeah. you never know who's going to die as well. It's oh, got, like Game but- of Thrones. It's that yeah. type of show where anyone can die. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when I watch it, when I watch it as well, you watch that kind of program and you watch it and you just think, when you you hear the music coming in and you think, fuck me, we must be close to the end of the episode. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because cause you're just yeah. lost in it. You know, you, yeah. you, you're just yeah. lost in it. Um, did you watch the little film they did as well with the Chief Chiro character? Yes. Yes. Cool. Which, 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 it's just as well you did because... The way the season starts, Johnny doesn't know yet. Right, yeah. So they've started season five from Johnny's point of view. Yeah. But the, the movie hasn't started yet either. Yeah. Right, so it's yeah. like... He's, yeah, his, his character's amazing, the, the son, you know, the big oh. mafia guy. His, his arc, like, because he's kind of like just a bit inept in your neck. He's insane! Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like his arc in season one is the fat useless baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's and, like he's Fredo, isn't he? It's like Fredo Corleone. Yeah, yeah. He it's like, Michael. Yeah. If he and it's Michael, like, didn't he? Brilliant. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's, like, it's like his dad is like, what am I gonna do with this fucking fat mess? Like, <laughs> and, but, you know, and, and a few yeah. seasons later, fat mess is like taking yeah. out I, the I trash. Like the female mafia boss, you know, with the, the, the oh. hair, and then there's the, the other girl who's like Takes over. They're all really the good, girl. You know. The girl that takes over. She is amazing because she's yeah, that's got, another cool character. Like, yeah. But so 
if if somebody wrote down in a in a script, I want a hard faced Italian woman for this role. Yeah, she's getting the role when she walks in casting. Yeah, Doesn't need yeah. to open her mouth. Doesn't no, need to no, be like just got that you'll look, do for yeah. me. You'll do for me. Yeah. You look like you're in a fucking mood for no yeah. reason whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll do for me. Yeah. 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 Gamora, Gamora's fantastic. I mean, you know, someone was like, right, I want like a great show to watch all over Christmas. And you had 10 days off, you know, you would watch, you'd watch a series every two days of that and do it all because it's, it's yeah. that good. It's just addictive. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the weird thing is, the, the weird thing is as well, is even when you know it well, and you've been watching it, watching it a lot and something happens and you go, fucking hell. Yeah. Really? It has got, that, has got that element of surprise. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah well, yeah. well, when a certain something is killed in an episode, you're just like, fucking hell, really? Yeah. Like, that's is that not crossing the line? Is that not a line that has been yeah. crossed there? That is yeah. fucking out of order. But then you start thinking about that incredible scene in Peaky Blinders um, between um, Tom Hardy and Killian Murphy. Yes, yeah. When Killian Murphy's saying he's crossed the line. Yeah. And Tom Hardy's going, what fucking line? What <laughs> fucking line? Oh, your brother was he? Oh, was he a relative? What about all the sons you've murdered? What about all the fathers you've murdered? And then, yeah. and it's like, and at the end of it all, when he gets it all off his chest, you know, Killian Murphy's going, uh, actually, uh, yeah, you've uh, you've got a good point there. It's just like <laughs> insane, insane. Yeah. But um, so anyway, let's get let's get to um, some bits and pieces that, um, that you want to talk about. I know you wanted to talk about, um, well, I've talked about it. You haven't, but um, we haven't had a chance to discuss Bond. Yes, Bond. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I enjoyed it. Pretty kind of shocked. Not totally shocked about the end because you can kind of maybe see it going that way. Obviously, spoiler alert, we won't, won't do that. Um, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. It's kind of seven out of 10 for me, seven and a half out of 10. Um, yeah. Preferred it a lot better than Spectre. I know you don't like Skyfall. I like Skyfall. Bookends. You know. Bookends. Yeah, it's like Daniel Craig's like he's gone like that. You know, it's it's weird. Um, you know, it's 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 a shame his Bond hasn't been more consistent, really, because he's brilliant. He's yes. been great. Yeah. Um, because you know the Sean Connery Bonds are generally you know really solid, although you know they're kind of peak with Goldfinger, but that. You know, I don't think he ever, he didn't make a bad Bond, you know, the, the classic ones. There's an argument that should James Bond actors do more than three films, you know, um, you know, they kind of stay on for five, six, you know, Daniel Craig's done five. I was, I was kind of thinking about it the other day. Maybe you should just have James Bond, you know, people just doing like three films or something. But it either tends to be, it doesn't work and they move on or, you know, they do, well, Brosnan did four, didn't he? But no, yeah. I liked it. It was a great opening sequence, looked great. Um, uh, you know, the the um, the, the characters were, were good. I thought the villain started off good, but he was a bit weak. Um, well, I, actually, one thing about that as well is that um, uh, at last, you know, the one thing that I can, the one thing that I can credit um, No Time to Die with is introducing me to a completely new feeling, and that is being pleased to see Christoph Waltz. In <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, yeah. 
<laughs> because because when he appears in the movie, yeah. he's rightly toned down and the edge of smart ass has gone. Yeah. Because because he's a he's essentially a broken man. And, yeah, yeah. And what a much better character that is when Christoph yeah, Waltz isn't giving it the like... full, how evil am I? I'll tell you how evil I am. I ain't got any fucking socks on. <laughs> he, um, uh, he, had, he did the old Hannibal Lecter thing, um, you know, kind of wheeling him out like, um, but to me, it's quite interesting in that, that, that scene, actually, the, 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 you only live twice the book, the book of you only live twice, there's plot points from that that I used in the film. Right. Okay. So yeah. the book of you only live twice Bond strangles Blofeld and says die, die Blofeld and that. Spoiler alert. Um, and then his <laughs> garden, his garden of his garden of death, um uh the villain's garden of death, that's from you only live twice book as well. You know, he's he's got his poison plants, which yeah. they could have explored more really. That was quite cool, but nice set design on that as well. Um and the rest of his island was a bit shit, but that his garden was cool, like that was proper, like, you know. Yeah. It's a good villain's lair, you know. So yeah. it's kind of it's kind of more of like a big scale bond. It was more bondish than I thought it would be in a way. You know, it had like the big villain hideout, and you know, we had a big villain yeah. hideout. We had a fucking island, mate. The only thing that was missing was yeah. a fake was it was a um, a fake volcano. And we should have had a what he should have had is a, he should have had a hollowed out volcano with a poison garden in it. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, and then rocket launchers. Yes, and then uh, rocket launchers, and then yeah. you know. Yeah, but, um, then, then... yeah. No, I I agree. There are times in that film um, where the dialogue is particularly clunky, and I was quite surprised. Yeah. And for instance, where Felix is in the nightclub, and James searches him out, and yeah. says, "Right, you know what is it you want?" And and the dialogue in that scene is, I mean, there, there was there was splinters in my eyes after the, you know after the first time seeing it. It the, it's so wooden. You know, yeah. so, so do you need some help saving the world again? Well, I just want to go home to the family, say I've saved the world again. Yes, from evil people. <laughs> yeah, from evil people. But you can't tell who the evil people these are these days, can you? No, you certainly can't. Let's drink to that. Let's drink to that. And it's just like, fuck's yeah. sake, this dialogue is 30 it, years old. But it is, but it in is that weird. Scene, uh, in that it scene, is weird. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. In that no, scene, no. what struck me was A, how shit the dialogue was, but B, what a great job Daniel Craig was doing with absolutely every yeah. single fucking word. He was yeah, trying. Yeah. You could you could see a guy acting his way out of the shittest dialogue in the film. Yeah, right? and it's and it's like and it's just little things. It's the look on his yeah. face. It's the fact that he's that he's drinking a whiskey. He's not go down his usual route. He's yeah. drinking it. He's drinking it like bitterly, like he doesn't really want to drink it, like he doesn't want to yeah. be here, like he's angry. And he doesn't because he doesn't want to be talking to Felix and he doesn't want to be like it, it, that's he's almost there against his will. And, yeah. and, it, and it's almost like he's taking place in the scene against his will. The way he acts it is, yeah. is, is just like it's bitterness, it's anger. And I just really, really like the way it's done. You know, it, despite his the His performance was one of his best as Bond, I think. Um, you know, it's probably, probably his best since Casino Royale, probably. Best movie um, since Casino Royale. That's... For you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Skyfall. Oh. But, um, it's weird with Bond films because they've, they've done so many, you think they know how to write. But it's almost like they've done so many Bond films, it's hard to kind of come up with new things. 
yeah. but may still have it as a Bond film. You know, it's it's weird. It is, isn't it? It's no, it's, it's a strange, strange thing. You know, but but I'm I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with how it, the Daniel Craig has ended. Um, it's a good send off. Um, obviously, all the pandemic kind of postponed it, and where they go from here, I don't know. But this is the beauty of Bond. You recast it, and you know, it, it, you change tack. Yeah. You know. And it'll yeah. change tack again. And, uh, you know, I don't think they should have, like, an arc. I think just, you know, they should just go... You know, it needs to go its own way again, um, you yeah. know, well, my with, di- the new, with the new Bond, you know? Well, my, disappo- my disappointment in uh, with Daniel Craig's um, tenure as Bond is that is that it started with, for me, the greatest Bond movie of them all, which is... yeah. His version of Casino Royale for me is untouchable. Yeah, it's you right know, up there. Right when up when there. when he's when he's coming out of the water, the way the way he's coming out of the water and the way they 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 you know that that's your Ursula Andress shot. Yeah. Instead, yeah. but instead it's Bond, and it's it yeah. that is it's constantly updating. It's constantly giving yeah. things and saying, "Here's a little bit of the old, but here's how we do it now." Yeah, here's, yeah, and it it's beautifully done. Yeah. And they've done away with the gadgets and like, you know, they, oh, well, this does this and this does this and this does this. They've done away with all that. We see Bond getting beaten up. It's broken Bond. It's bleeding Bond. It's bruised Bond. It's battered Bond. Great. Wonderful. And then the next movie, they went, yeah, yeah, fuck all that. Yeah. Uh, well, they just really locked back. away. It's, it's Ben Wishaw. Gadgets are back. Next yeah. movie. Just fuck it. Like, just do yeah. whatever you want. Do whatever you want. We'll have Frankie Howard as the villain. Um, yeah. You know, uh, tonally all over the joint. Oh, I've just shot a woman. Oh, never mind. Let's just move yeah. away from that scene quite quickly. I, 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 I'd agree with you on that. I mean, I, like I said, I, I enjoyed Skyfall, but they did they did become more bringing in tribute bits and that and they... Because the, the, the problem is the Quantum Solace was just so bad. That film's really bad. Yes. It's boring. You know, I watched... I did a thing. I tried watching that after Casino Royale because it was kind of recommended... Quantum of Solace is much better if you watch after Casino Royale. It's not, it just makes it look worse. worse. It makes it look worse. I was watching it, we just like, this is actually boring. You know, I'm actually bored here. Yeah. And actually, Daniel's even, Daniel's a bit crap in it. Every, everyone's crap in it. It's just that, that, the logic I do not understand. You know that thing over there that's really shit? Yeah. Go and stand a bit closer to it, and uh, it's even shitter. Do you know, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. no, don't watch it. I mean, well, I refuse to call it, I, ref- I call it Question of Sport. Because that's yeah. what it's always yeah. referred to I mean, on the um, on the Commodore Mayo show. Even if they hadn't had the right to strike him, I and I think that the struggle, I think, I think that I think they'd struggle now to do a good Bond film in the two year turnaround. He used to do them every two years, but it's got to be yeah. three or four years now. Yeah, and then yeah. obviously this one would have been that if it wasn't the pandemic. I mean, it's ended up being like six six years, isn't it? You know, and yeah. that's that's like the amount of time there was between License to Kill and Goldeneye, but yeah. But you know, this I just laugh at all the clickbait about who's going to be the next Bond. They're still going. Oh, it's going to be Idris Elba, who's like fifty, you know. And it's just the only the producers know, and it'll be someone people don't expect. I tell you, you know? I tell you, I, and that'll all it'll be all the better for that, mate. You could do a lot worse than Matthew Good. You really, really, it's it's a, maybe a little bit of a step backwards because he's a li- he's a little bit more of the sort of like you know. English gentleman, as it were, but I think could, I th- at, he's he's forty three. Oh, he's so, got he's got some years so, in him. 
So, like, by the time the film comes out, it'll be 47. It's how old, old. How old was Daniel Craig when he was first cast? It's 38 when he was... Well, 38 when the first film came out. 37 when he was cast. Right. So, yeah. so you're looking, like, mid to late 30s then. You, right, you, you need to cast an actor not older than 40, I think, 41. But then again, it's that thing, you know, you, you could say, like, oh, let's have Tom Hardy for, like, just do three films, two films, you know. But I just... They'll probably go with someone who's not as well known, but yeah, Matthew Good's kind of like gentleman. You know, that's, you kind of that's go what with, I mean, yeah. gentleman Bond. But, 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 bit, maybe, bit but those, edgy, those, you know? yeah, those those times have gone, and maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, look, um, well, how are you? Um, let, 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 let's move on because I let we we've got to both talk about Dune. Um, yes. So, what's your take on it? Brilliant. I mean. Uh, you know, uh, I, I've never read the book. I've seen the David Lynch version, but I've spoken to people who read the book. Um, I just thought, you know, if you're going to make this film, then the guy's just done a brilliant job. Yeah. And, you know, fortunately, he's paid off and you'll get a second part. And he, he said, I was watching an interview with him last, yesterday. Actually, if you go online, it's an interview with him and James Cameron. They're talking to each other. And he said he just felt he couldn't do justice to the in one part. So the studio was like, well, let's make... Let's make it in, in two parts, but let's do the first part and see how it goes. So, yeah, big risk because it could be like, oh, it's it's, it's flop, right? We're not doing it. But um, just the thing I thought was great was just the scale of it. It was like yeah. the, the volume of everything, like the ships, the size, you know, the 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 world building is you you would say as well. Um, you know, it just had all that had that gravitas and. Um, I was watching an interview yesterday with um, James Cameron pointing out, you know, he's making films and Cameron's of that ilk where he's, he's doing epic sci-fi, but he's more like David Lean or something like that. It's, you know, it's not, it's not like, um, you know, action adventure, Marvel, you know, it's got that epic scope of, 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 of older style filmmaking, you know, yes. and all about for it. But that's, that's what I love about um, Deli Villeneuve is just the fact that he is able he's able to uh, you know bring his style yeah um but and I, i've said it before the the fact that he's he's in no rush he's in no rush he's in no, no rush and, to do anything yeah. he's like it's yeah. like look do you know what you don't go and see a two and a half hour movie of Dirley villeneuve to get the feeling like somebody is telling you what to do for two and a half hours yeah it's like look you 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 I'm explaining this very badly. You spend two and a half hours in the company of one of his films. You don't, yes, yes. That's what I'm yeah. trying to do. And it's like, this film is over here and it's happening how it happens. And you come to it and make of it what you want. But he's not making any effort to make you to want to come and see it. Yes. Do, do you know yes. what I mean? It's like, yeah, you, can, you, you can imagine Deli Villeneuve being like the Kurt Cobain of directors. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to be, I don't want to be a big director. I don't want my films to be successful because then people I don't like will like my films and I can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's some, he's some, uh, what's, um, when I was watching him interview, yes, he's, you know, he's a modest guy. Um, yeah. Uh, but he's, you need filmmakers, like you need people who are going to do this because if they don't, we're left with we're not left with anything. We're not left with anyone like that, you know. I, you're absolutely right. I I'm like you've. I mean, Nolan, who, as far as I'm concerned, has basically disappeared totally up his own ass. Um, A little bit, yeah. Certainly, yeah. certainly with Tenet, it's just like no, mate. The minute you start mixing things down in the in the sound mix, 
because you don't want the audience to quite be able to make out what they're saying, yeah. you can you can fuck off. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's like I'm I'm done with you. But yeah, it was hard in tenant to sort of hear stuff, wasn't it? But that was done you know? deliberately. It was, he, yeah. took, he took parts of the dialogue down deliberately so you cannot make it out. Fuck off. Yeah. Just fuck off, you know? Create anyway. But but Nolan's important. Um Delhi Villeneuve's important. And yeah. you know, I and I know it's been out for a while now, and I keep making the same point, but one of the most important movies of the last decade is The Wolf of Wall Street. It's an 18. It has more swearing in it than any movie previously. It is nearly three hours long and it took 10 years to finance and it stayed at the UK box office for two weeks as an 18 with a shitload of swearing in it. And it did massive business all over the world. It's a great film, and I haven't seen that film since it came out and I want to watch it again. But that that was like a film when I saw the pictures, like, oh, that's just fucking brilliant, that. It, yeah. it's, it's it's outstanding, but, but the thing, like I said, it's so fucking important for the yeah. for the for the movie industry. And I remember the interview that Simon Mayo did. Look it up on YouTube if you can, because at the yeah. end of the interview, um, uh, Leonardo goes, uh, "Great interview, by the way." And Simon Mayo goes, yeah. oh, "Thank you, oh, thank you very much." He said, "Well, with radio, we have to we have to kind of like really push with the questions." And and Leo was like, yeah, no, I get that. And it, it was it was really cool. It was really interesting. You're a very knowledgeable man. And I really enjoyed doing this. Thank you. And then yeah. and then you hear his his like his, you know, aides go right like we've got to go. But he was very heavily invested in music in, in the in it because obviously him yeah. and him and uh, um uh Marty. Marty, yeah, him and Marty been trying to get it made <laughs> for 10 years. <laughs> been trying to get yeah. it made for 10 years. But yeah, it, it, it's it's a, it's a, it's just a superb fucking movie. But in that interview, he goes on to say that, like, you know, because Mayo says it's an important movie. And he goes, yeah. Um, and they go off on a tangent a little bit. And mm. DiCaprio brings up um, brings up Blood Diamond as the kind of movie that he that, that just would not get made now. Yeah, that's a good film, good performance. Oh, I've not seen it in ages, but great movie. I mean, those interviews that they do for press junkets are so boring. You know, they must get asked the name questions. So you can imagine, like, DiCaprio, because oh. obviously Mayo is really knowledgeable. No, I mean, it's weirdly enough, we went to see Spielberg's West Side Story the other day, and I'm not into musicals. They had great reviews. And people said, oh, you know, it looks fantastic and the direction's great. And I thought, yeah, let's go and see it. I want to see this. And I was glad I did. I didn't, didn't love it. But you're just not going to get... You know, he's not going to be allowed to do that. He's Steven Spielberg, but they're not going to give people $100 million to remake the rest of the story. And the camera work, the costume design, the cinematography is just first rate. It's just from the opening shot, you're in the hands of a master filmmaker. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not into the songs. And I don't know why he wanted to remake West Side Story, but if you're going to remake West Side Story, well, he's done a, a, a brilliant job as far as I'm aware. Um, But you're just not going to see this kind of filmmaking from these guys, I don't think. Yeah. It's like when we saw The Irishman, you know, you had to, I went to the pictures to see it. I didn't wait for Netflix. I thought, you're not going to see this again. So go to the pictures, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you and then you came out of the pictures and you went, yeah, I'm not going to see that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not probably watching. <laughs> when I've got three hours to 20, I've just... That, ah, that's, that's, interesting. Office, just that's interesting. That's interesting. 
That's interesting. Yeah. Have you watched it since you see it, saw it at the cinema? No, Joe, to be honest with you, Howard, I don't, it takes me a while to get around. I used to watch films again quite regularly, but now I'm finding, like, it's taken me ages to come back to films. I've just done some awesome, like, a bit before I just slyly emailed my other half saying I'm running late, so we've got more time. There you go. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, I am, uh, yeah, I, I takes a while to get around to watching films again, but I, I, I like The Irishman. Yeah, it's too long, but, you know. yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, anything else that you recommend for our um, our lovely listeners over uh, over Christmas? Um, I was thinking a good Christmas film that I enjoyed on Netflix is The Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell as Santa. Wow, wow, that's so different. So, that's so different. So, to one that I'm if you want recommend. like a proper Christmas film that's like fun, and then if you enjoy that, Christmas Chronicles too. They're, right. they're, they're good, 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 good fun film, Christmassy and kind of family. Um, you know, when you can watch if you've got kids and stuff like that. Well, um, a good thing on Netflix I really enjoy is Midnight Mass, which is like is uh, that good? Horror. Is that I good? I think it's then? really good. Right, it's really good. If you like Stephen King, oh. um, uh, and if you like something that kind of explores horror mythology in a different way. Um, that's probably a way of sort of saying it without giving it away. Right. Um, that that's good. Obviously, we were talking about it before. Like Succession's a great great series, and there's three of Succession. Yeah. So that would give people time to um, you know, you could watch you could watch that over Christmas, and you'd do it all. Yeah. You know, something like yeah. Gamora could be a bigger challenge, but um. Uh, that's really good. New Dexter's good. Uh, oh shit, shit, shit! Yeah, well, well like we've and, we've and that's got a winter setting as well. It's got a Christmas yeah. setting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a nice that. winter. Well, well, my my alternate Christmas movie. Um, so if you've got kids, they need to be quite old to watch this. Is Fat Man? Um, right, that's the Mel Gibson in it. Cross Yeah, that I saw the trailer for that, and then obviously it's never come up because it must be on Amazon or. Um, I'm 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 not sure where it is, mate. But um, yeah, I yes, where it. where it's it. <laughs> that's I forgot about that. I bet that's yeah, that's, that, that, that's Mel Gibson. That, yes, yes, that's Mel Gibson, right? And I'm not yeah. giving anything away here. Mel Gibson as Santa Claus, right? Yes, um, and it's 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 great. It's a really really cool movie. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's violent. It's different, um, and I, I'd uh, and you know, yeah. And the and the other, um, oh, actually, no. I was going to say another Christmas movie to recommend, but it, it's not a Christmas movie. But anyway, um, yeah, I would definitely go Fat Man if you can track it down anywhere yeah. on the net. It's it's Weird, worth it's worth it. I'm just remembering a while ago, you know, because um, I really liked Bad Santa, but then we watched Bad Santa too, and it's just everything that was good about Bad Santa. They just got, they just got wrong, you know. Serves you right. Yeah, it serves me right. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I mean, um, uh, what else? Like I said, I watched, I watched Binge Dexter recently. That that took ages, but obviously, you know, that that would be too, too long for Crimbo. Yeah. But um, uh, another, I was thinking of another little Christmassy thing that was on a few years ago, and it was very Christmassy, but it was nice. It was Click and Collect, and that's probably ah. on the iPad with Stephen Merchant. That, well, I think that's just come to Netflix as well. 
Yeah, it's a, it's it a one. It's, it's a one-hour special. It is, yeah, and it's basically a comedy. It's basically like Jingle All the Way meets Plane, Trains, and Automobile. Uh, I think I think I saw it when it came out. Does he go on a road? He go on a road trip. He goes on a road trip with right, a, with his yeah. neighbour, and they have to try and get his toy. And it was sweet, and it was it was good. You know, it was a good um, uh, yeah. you know, good Christmas thing. And funny, I think Merchant's really good. And, and uh, do you know what? I remember that, and I remember watching it, and I remember thinking, this is great, it's Christmas time. Do you know what's missing? What's missing is that it wasn't made by Aardman. Because I think, I think if you basically stop that being a live action, and if, 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 um, if Merchant takes his script to Aardman and goes... Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think, and they'd be all over that shit. And I think, yeah, I, I, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, and it, it yeah. could, it could potentially yeah. be even I, better. But, um, I think that the other guy is in that people just do nothing. I'm not, not sure, but um, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, that's good. I mean, uh, like, there's no films coming out of the pictures. I think over Christmas, and a lot of the stuff I like to see is just coming and going. I was interested in seeing House of Gucci, but. It's just gone already because yeah, I know. I've 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 just heard a little bit too much about Matey Boy's Italian accent in that. Oh, yeah, Jared Leto. Jared yeah, Leto. I, have to I watch mean, him in that bloody advert, you know. But Oscar-winning actor, Oscar-winning actor is like, how can you come stumbling into scenes, shouting in a bad Italian accent? Yeah. Like, like, and literally, like, just just ruin every scene that you're in. Now, interesting, it's, interesting it's enough. Funny. I know you love. I know you're a Sopranos lover. Yes. So, have you watched? Many um, states in New York. I haven't. No. Um, right. I, you know, I will dig it out when 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 it comes into me. Right. You know, okay. a, a lot of people said you don't need to see it in the pictures. Um, I the thing about the Sopranos that I love, and I say love because. You can watch an episode anytime you like. And the thing about I love about The Sopranos is that every episode is is like a movie. You know, it's the first yeah. it's the first time that, that where I felt like I'm watching fucking movies in our yeah. in hour long sections. This is yeah. like this is it. Don't get no gooder than this, right? And then yeah. I watched the movie and thought, why does this look like a TV program? Yeah, yeah, that's it's like, good. I, I, and it's like it's also I think, but I also think that that the issue there is most of the Sopranos is filmed on film, and the movie is clearly shot digitally. Right, yeah, and it might have some like sort of because it's set and, in the sixties, they'll do some desaturation and post production. Yeah, and, and and all it looks like is yeah. look, it's, it looks like it's been digitally saturated, digitally manipulated yeah. to 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 be put into that um, you know into that world. Basically, what I'm saying is, I gave it twenty minutes and I just was like. Uh, I've seen the Sopranos. Not, not a story uh, needed. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty so minutes. Prequels are weird, mate. You know, tw- twenty minutes in, and I'm thinking, do I need this? Do I need to piss on the legacy of the Sopranos right now? Yeah. Is, you know, yeah. who asked this movie? No one. And who's yeah. it going to appeal to? Fucking no one. Yeah, I mean, the flip side of that is I enjoyed the Breaking Bad. You know, the Breaking Bad El Camino thing. Oh. oh. It was all right. I quite enjoyed it, you know. Yeah, couldn't but, get on with it. But it's the same. It's the same thing, you know. But what was it? it was like, yeah, there's an interesting thing on Netflix called Voir, and it's just little short documentaries, and then one about the difference between TV and film and how they've merged. 
And that's a great shot from The Sopranos where Tony's on the golf course with the plane flying overhead. And it's like pure cinematic images, like Succession. You get a lot of that in Succession where like, I, was, I was watching one the other night and he sat in his pool on a lilo and a, there's a it's shot from below. And it's like, he, he didn't used to get that on TV. Yes. And then it's starting to change. And this is, this is the thing. This is why Gamora is pure Michael Mann, Michael Mann yeah. type images. You can see the influence and... You know, it's it's cross pollinating more, and then you get in film matters in TV, and then you get in the type of aesthetic, and then you go to the films, and you're like, well, hold on, I prefer my TV shows. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I like um, Dope Sick. You know, seeing Michael Keaton playing playing this role, it's like, fuck me, this is television. This is like Michael yeah. Keaton, and he is he's at, he's throwing everything into this, and it is yeah, it, it's great. I must say, great TV series, but I've also got to say depressing as fuck it's it's like yeah, it's yeah. 10 hours yeah and there's you know there ain't no comedy no justice it. 10 hours and they're just that's a good yeah. a good limited series we we watched watch with my wife on netflix and people might not like it it's called made oh I, I want i want to do that i want to get that's on yeah, my list and it's yeah. andy mcdowell's daughter and um and andy mcdowell uh, andy mcdowell's daughter is actually playing the main role andy mcdowell's in it and it's mm. really good it's just um She's like a young girl. She's got a baby with a partner. He's abusive. She leaves. And it's just her trying to get a life going, you know, trying to keep a job, yeah. keep a roof above her head. Um, and she, she's really good. Um, Annie McDowell's good in it. Um, uh, isn't isn't it written? Isn't it written by Andy McDowell's daughter? It might be. I, you know, I'm not sure. I've seen I, her in I something think, else. I think there's, I think there's some, it's something to do with her. Yeah. Yeah. So I basically. Mean, another, yeah. So basically, the best thing that Andy McDowell has been in for a while. Yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah it's written by written by your daughter. Another show I'm watching that, like, it's it's all right. I'm kind of disappointed. Is American Crime Story Impeachment? But if you've seen the other, haven't seen the other American Crime Stories, the O.J. Simpson one. I mean, these are on Netflix. It's going back a long time. The O.J. Simpson one and the Versace one are absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and they're still. If you've not seen those, if anyone hasn't, then they're well worth watching. Again, they're ten parts, and you'll get sucked in. But the impeachment one, the new one, is just not quite as interesting. Right. This kind of it's like it's a kind of you know it's a crime, but it's not a crime. No crimes happened. You know, apart from like you know blokes behaving like dicks. You know. Um, yeah. Well, you know there is it really there is really in a way, but um yeah, but that's just I've just been watching that every week on you know so terrestrial TV. But um, yeah, that's cool. I'll keep yeah. an eye out for that. By the way, um, Maid is is not written by her daughter. My apologies. Right, right. Forget the name of the young actress. And I've seen her in something else. Yeah, it was interesting when I was listening to you recently. Like I didn't think when I started watching Dexter. You mentioned you does owe something to Dexter, which is another show yes. we both like with a voiceover. Again, that's a great show. If people, that's that's a really addictive show. Free series, you'd absolutely yeah. hammer that over yeah. Christmas. It's completely addictive. It's, yeah. It is, it is, and it, and it does. It owes a huge debt to Dexter. Yeah, yeah. Um, the whole, the whole internal monologue. But that's how you use an internal monologue. Yeah, you know, it is. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's funny. It's informative. You know, it's yeah. like those things in Dexter where it's like, you know, oh, I wonder what he. You know, I wonder, where, I wonder where he is now. You know, and you get Dexter's and monologue Dexter goes, in his head yeah, going like, he's in my fridge. Yeah, 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 he's in my fridge. Or he's at the at the bottom of the up at the bottom of the bay yeah, where he yeah. belongs. You yeah. Know? I mean, like, you use one of those shows. You, you you could start watching it, you, and then you you probably watch the whole series in two days. You know, yeah, 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, one series and then, you know, but I, I think, yeah, you use a really good show. Very um, good show indeed, yeah. Very yeah. good show. Yeah, um, there's not well, look, there's not many Christmasy things, but anyway. <laughs> no, 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 there isn't. But look, I know, we're running out of time. I know you've got things to do. So, yeah. um, look, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. And it's honestly, a long old, long old fucking time, mate. Um, yeah. No, it's mate. Honestly, it's always a pleasure. Um, and you know, uh, I, I love doing things like this. It's like something I really enjoy. You know, um, same here. That's why I do it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know. Let's yeah, another let's, time just first. Let's enough. catch up. Let's catch up again. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt, mate. Awesome. Awesome. Great. See ya. Yeah, Merry take care, Christmas. dude. Yeah, Merry <laughs> Christmas. Merry Christmas.